It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. It's a really cheesy uh, segue <laughs> in, but it's it's what we got to do First to let class. let us go. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, uh, about two or three more minutes, and then we'll have to get going. Um, I don't want to keep you here till all night or the other guys. Um. So, I believe you had met Bulldog. Um, yes, I did. Okay. Oh, yeah, just take a quick break if you guys need to run and grab a drink of water or something. Okay, I, I got some water. I'm good. But yeah, about 7.42 more minutes, and then we'll start. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, I think uh, Jim had mentioned that he might not be on tonight. Didn't he say that? I can't keep it straight. <laughs> yeah, I think he I, had mentioned. Uh, I know Des put a picture of him on Facebook earlier, and he was sound asleep. Oh, I know oh. he has this big picture on his, uh, or this big thing on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw the picture from the surgery afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I know oh. that. I know that one. <laughs> keep popping them pain pills, and you just keep sleeping. Uh, that's the best thing to do. My first shoulder surgery, I, I didn't. You know, it said I'll take one every six hours or four to six, so I'd try going till four. And whenever I would be taking them is when I felt pain again, which was never repeated again. Yeah. <laughs> Made sure that I stayed all kinds of drugged up. Yes. Well, by the way, uh, Bob. Bob. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Wizard. Yeah, I just wanted to speak on on uh, Shane's behalf. I mean, he's your member's advocate. He, he, if you got ever have any questions related to you know free nights or you know how business conducted or whether it be personal or you know green light related, he's always uh, he's a phone call away. So he always extends that that uh, invite for for all members as as a member's advocate. So I just. He always lets everybody know, so I'm just kind of passing that on before. If he doesn't get a chance to come on, okay. Well, just to, just to throw something in there, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know, hopefully we'll never have to use him, um, you know, any bad situations. But um, I'm hoping that one day I will be able to have that ability to use him again, if I need to. Well, I mean, he's a wealth of information, whether, again, if, if you need him or if you don't need him. But, you know, just to, um, you know, I'm I'm lucky that we've got him here in Texas. I know he, he eventually, he's, when he retires, he'll, I think he's got plans to go back to to Oklahoma to with his family. Right. So, but uh, right now he's stationed over here at Randolph. And, okay. uh, you know, he attends some of our meetings and been attending some of our rides, our events. and. So, you know, we get an opportunity to kind of engage and 
He does great yeah. leather work too, by the way. He's got I got no buys into no no uh, stocks or bonds either. But yeah, he he uh he made me a uh holster, um very nice belt holster. I mean it put it inside and it it secures a, a forty cal that I got really nice. What the heck? He's holding out on us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, he's trying to get some business for him. I mean if you guys want a, He's holding out on me. Well I uh I stopped on the side of the road and I wanna say thank you, Wizard, for uh letting him know that. Um, okay. As Wizard said, if any any point anybody in your chapter or whatever chapter you may become a part of later on in life, you decide that the task just isn't enough for you because you want to go somewhere cold. Uh, I'm here. Okay. I, I I I don't mind any hour. It doesn't matter. I'll make some time. Um, gotcha. As far as holding out, I've never held out. That's <laughs> <a while. laughs> Well, I'm just, what I meant by by you know using you in the future was I, I hope I get the opportunity to become a Green Knight again. So. I, I call that Bob. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like that we won't have Jim on, so uh, yeah, we're gonna get going here, uh, rocking and rolling with this. Um, basically, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to mute and uh, just listen in. All right. Thanks, Shane. Okay. Um. Bob, we have you here tonight. Um, what we'd like you to do, though, is uh, as we get in here, you know, from the time that you started seeing issues with Chapter 81 up to and including the uh, night of the incident, uh, could you just tell us what had happened and all the background to all that in your own words? It'll just help us so we don't have to ask a million questions on the backside. Um I joined, I joined roughly two years ago. Um, always been talking to and interested in the Knights for several years since Daniel uh, started the chapter here. Um, after after joining, um, I noticed personally noticed things that were going on that um, just didn't seem kosher to me. Um, things like um, the the president, uh, the future, uh, excuse me, the current president. Um, he would. Uh, Take club funds out, uh, remove from the bank, and um, take and um, say he's making a purchase for different things. Um, and, it, and he may have made a purchase. Um, you know, th- things like going to a, a poker run and, and w- yeah, we're going to do a hundred dollar donation here, um, or uh, uh, flowers for a funeral, um, which you know I couldn't agree with more. But my thing is this: you have to have receipts. You have to have a paper trail. You have to be I mean, if if international comes down and wants to see, you know, what you've spent your your club funds on, then you need to be able to prove to them. Um, not maybe they won't, but just in case. Um, yeah. We're also, you know, attached to the base, so at any time, um, I'm under the impression that the uh, commander of the base um, and or legal could um, actually ask to see your books. Um, I started noticing that, and I started talking to Chris on a personal mm-hmm. level and, and trying to get him to do the right thing. Um, and it was always – it was like a, he was offended any time I, I brought it up. And, and I tried to bring it up in a friendly, concerning manner. Um, it, that rocked on, and, and several of us you know, would, would uh, notice that. And as a matter of fact, our treasurer, the, the 
the person that was a treasurer from the time I joined until here recently, uh, his uh, his road name was Crispy. Um, you know, he would have problems with it, and he would sit down in that meetings was, and try to talk to. I'm sorry, Bob. That was David. Uh, David Shue. Shue. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, would you rather me use their real names or? Oh, either way, whatever is okay. easier. Yeah. However, okay. you recognize them. Um, David would would you know try to <clears throat> engage a conversation with Chris and um, telling him that there was a problem here. We need to. He needs to quit removing funds from the bank and or the the petty cash without his knowledge because ultimately Crispy is responsible for that money. And um, Chris would just get offended and just, you know, just for lack of better explanation, foo-fooed off and just not, you know, not care. Um, A couple of times, um, the first time it had, the first time Crispy or David um, was going to quit. I really, I was new to the chapter, so I really didn't know how to talk to David at the time. The second time he was wanting to quit because of it, I actually pulled David aside and I, you know, and I asked him, you know, um, David, you're doing a great job. Please don't, you know, don't quit over this. Um, we'll get it straight. You know, we'll work on them, you know. Um, so things like that would start happening. Um, Chris would come up in the meetings and, and ask for, you know, um, we'd be getting a patch. Um, for instance, IOC patches or um, our road name patches or um, different, you know, just different patches. We would give them the money, and of course, I got my road name patch. Never seen a receipt, which I trusted him. I, I trusted his word. Um, but we all paid for IOC patches, and we've never seen the patches. Um, it, it, I know this seems like a big, big money issue, and that's really where where the problem stems from. Um, we were going to IOC, and Chris decided at that time that he could not afford to go. Well, I got myself and Mud Jug, excuse me, um, uh, uh, Chuck. Um, we got with the rest of the members, um, me v- being VP and Chuck being Sergeant at Arms. Um, we we sat down with the rest of the members without Chris there, and we asked them her, their opinion. Um, we thought in our hearts that our president needed to, to attend the IOC meeting. So we we put it up to a vote to actually um, finance his his way up there through club funds. Um, we actually decided to go ahead and give him three hundred dollars cash. Um, the hotel rooms were were paid for by other people, um, so uh, he could crash out in one of our rooms, which he did. And um, long story short, he got the three hundred and. The rest of the people that went up, we all went as a group. So we trailered a bunch of bikes, and we decided to split the gas, and no big deal. Um, when we come back, Chris kept his receipts for the fuel, for his fuel, and um, was insistent on us reimbursing him. And I tried to explain to him at that time, <laughs> Chris, we gave you 300 to go up there. We shouldn't have to reimburse you for gas we already paid for out of club funds. And he just got irate about that. It just And I said, you know what, Chris, this ain't worth an argument. Forget it. I just don't think it's right. That's my opinion, though. Now, you know, if you want to bring it up to the rest of the club, we can do that. But, you know, well, it never was brought up to the rest of the club. Um, this next subject really, really is the straw that broke the camel's back, for lack of better explanation. Um, we did a... Um, 
a a uh, we set up at Windixie two Windixies at two weekends in a row. Um, one here in Lake Park, Georgia, and one up in Valdosta, Georgia. I don't have all I have is the yellow envelope that we wrote the funds down that we collected. We collected a thousand and fifty nine dollars for the Battle Buddy Foundation. Um, at that how, at that time, I'm sorry. How much was that again? One thousand fifty nine dollars. Okay. At that time, um, I told everybody that, and I'm kind of, um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of frugal with my money. I just, you know, if, if I do a lot of work, so, I, you know, I, I plan on things. So I told them, I said, listen, we'll go up to Ohio. Let's go up and surprise Dom, um, donate this money, and I'll pay for the gas up there. I, I knew it was going to be around 400 bucks, no big deal. Um, Chris interrupted me and said, no, that's not the way it's going to work. What we're going to do is we're going to buy four $100 gift cards out of this money, and we're going to take $159 cash and keep that for food, food on the way up, on the way back, um, and then we'll donate the 500 And we also got $100 from the combat vets here in town, and um, the donation up there was – $600. And um, we tried to tell him that this wasn't right, but he was insistent. This was, it was fine. This is what he was going to do. He made a decision and that was all there was to it. I said, okay, well, he took the $400 gift cards and he purchased fuel on the way up. And I, I, as well as three other members that rode with, there was myself, my wife, uh, Denise, uh, Chuck, and Barbara, they're both husband and wife. Um, we all four, we all five rode together. Um, we noticed that every time we would stop and he would get something personal, drink, chips, whatever, um, he would be putting that on that card. And, of course, now, again, I, I can't prove this to you, but I can tell you this. Whenever I purchased something, it was out of my pocket. I just didn't think it was right doing this. And I tried to explain this to him. Um the $159, as far as I know, I didn't see any of it, but as far as I know, he bought raffle tickets at the event with that money. Um, I don't know if um, – I don't know if um, – and I'm sorry. I'm very, very bad with names. Um, is it – what's the member of 32 that's here again? I'm sorry. It's Bulldog, Alan Thompson. Okay, Bulldog. Um, Bulldog, you were there. I don't know if you remember – Chris holding, I think you were there. Um, I don't know if you remember Chris holding the tickets, but, you know, he had several, several tickets. Um, yeah. And this was purchased with the 159 that was left over from not, you know, buying, you know, putting it on the card. Um, after that. Can we, you hold on for a just, second? Yes. Um, do we have somebody else that joined the line from Southwest Georgia? Hello? Uh, I got they two were, of them on my screen. They were on. They just hung up. Okay. Uh, was, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, that's no problem. Um, I got it. This is changed by Bob. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said that you did two events and raised $1,059, right? Yes, sir. Okay. When you did it, what were those events? You wouldn't mind? Both of them, both events, both 
um, there was two Sundays in a row. We set up at Lake Park, and we collected money for the Battle Buddy Foundation. And then we set up the following weekend in Valdosta at the Winn-Dixie, and we were also raising money for the Battle Buddy Foundation. Okay. Both the people both, who donated... Were, I'm sorry? Did those who donated the money know what the, the donations were for? Battle Body Foundation, yes, sir. We had big signs on the tables, yes, sir. Did anywhere on those signs say that only a certain percentage would go to no. Battle Buddy? No. All right, that's that's the only questions I had right now. Thank you. Were okay. you were you asking for donations or were you selling uh, merchandise or food? Asking or? for donations. They it was just a cash donation, whatever they. Oh, okay. Um, yes, sir. Hmm. Okay, soliciting donations. Yes, sir. Um, okay. After we got back, um, it was, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, things that, not only the money, but things that would happen at the clubhouse, out in public, um, by Chris and his wife, was affecting not only myself and my sergeant at arms, but the rest of the club as well, I believe. Now, that's just my beliefs. Um, when we were in meetings, his wife would just belittle him. And, uh, you know, to me, it, I don't care who you are, whether you're the spouse or you're a, uh, a VP, a sergeant at arms, you don't belittle another member. Um, not in a meeting. Um, you can do that, do that on your own personal time. Um, very vulgar and nasty mouth. Um, also, when we're, you know, in public, um, with their cuts on. I'm, I'm a bouncer at, um, at a, a local uh, entertainment complex here in, in town, and um, they would come out there, and two times that I know of for a fact, um, with her cut on, she made a really, really vulgar comment. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys want me to say what it was, or, um, you know, you don't do that with a cut on. You're, you're directly, you know, representing the Green Knights. Um, what did she say? What did she say? Well, the first time she said, "Would is it okay to cuss?" I mean, I don't, you know. I, yeah, I mean, I, tell us in your own words and tell would, us what happened. The first yeah. time she said, "Does anybody want to eat my pussy?" Or excuse me, lick my pussy. The second time, and I, this was some time later, but the second time, at the top of her lungs, standing right there at the entrance to the entertainment complex. It's a, it's a local bar is what it is. Um, it's one of the biggest bars here. Um, standing, I'm, I bounce there, and I, I, I guard the door sometimes, and I was guarding the door that night, and she came up to the front of the door, and we were saying our goodbyes, and um, she turned around and threw her arms up and said, would anybody like to fuck me tonight? And I would look at Chris, and I said, oh, my God, Really? And now she had been drinking, but that's no excuse. Um, the uh, said that when she was leaving. Yes, as she was leaving, she spun around, okay. looked back into the crowd. Now we were closing, so the lights were on, and you know the, okay. the bar had you know calmed down a lot, so you could hear her. It wasn't like there was a band going on, and you couldn't really tell what was going on. This was during closing time. Okay. Um, so. You know, things like that would start, you know, was happening, and, and Chuck and I talked with each other, and we decided to go ahead and ask Chris if we could have a meeting with him, just the three of us. 
And we tried to explain. We, we thought Chris was going to get deployed in September, September 1. Um, so we set him down and we said, Chris, look, we know that, you know, you're not going to be here for the elections. But here's what we would like to do. If you can take and promise us that you will change what you're doing and and follow protocol and step up and be a president, we'll back you 100% and actually ask all the members to have a special election before you get deployed to elect your president again. Now, when you leave, of course, myself as a VP and Mudjug will be running it. We actually appointed a base li- li- liaison so that it was an active duty member um, so that we still had contact with the base. Um, you know, these are the things that need to be changed. You need to start showing receipts. You need to start before you take any money out of club funds. You need to tell the treasurer, whoever it may be at the election time, what it's going for. Um, you need to provide the receipts for that. Um, you need to put a – I don't know what the word was I used. I might, And to be honest with you, I might have used a restraint or you know some restrictions on your wife. She needs to not be vulgar in the meetings. She needs to not be vulgar in public with her cut on. Um, you know, just some different – and I don't know exactly everything that was – I don't remember everything that was said. There were some stipulations there. We will back you 100%. Who all was there at this? At I'm this meeting, just myself, Chuck, which is his name is road name's Mud Jug, and Chris DeWitt. Okay, um, so just the three of you. Just the three of us. That was the top three, and that's that's why we tried to keep it just the top three because we wanted him to understand. Listen, we're seeing this, and if we're seeing this, the other members are. Um, I hate to interrupt again. Southwest yeah. Georgia, we have another one on the line. Who is on the line? Oh, they're back on. And they, they just, just hung up. up. Okay, they're probably trying to listen, whoever yeah. they may be. Uh, but yeah, they're off. Oh, oh, can't tell a number. No, it just says Southwest Georgia on my my screen. Got, on I've the got, screen, yeah. How many are yeah. you seeing right now, Wizard? They they called earlier, and then they were on the on call, and then they hung up, and then they called again, and then they hung up again. That's the last one. Yeah, okay, uh, I'm seeing but, two on the list. That's why but I was earlier, wondering. yeah, before, after I called, they called, mm-hmm. and I guess they were on until they hung up. Okay. I- I'm sorry, uh, we're just trying to keep yeah. this. No, no, no problem, I understand, I understand. Yeah. Um, so we we went to, um, you know, all of us in a meeting, Um we told them our ideas. Now, now, of course, we didn't tell them that we had a private meeting with Chris. We didn't tell the rest of the members we had a private meeting with Chris, and we told him there was some stipulation on us backing him as president. Okay. Well, we went to the to the uh, rest of the members on, in a meeting, all of us, and we said, okay, um, what do you all think about holding um, in early elections? Um, getting all the officers elected into place, and they will take that. This will take effect at the normal election time, and from there forward. And they all agreed with it. Well, the meeting was the meeting and election date was set at an early date, and I don't I don't remember the exact date now, but it was before September one. 
And um, it just rocked on, and it, it I didn't see no changes, and it was the same old stuff, and it was, you know, just continuing, continuing. So um, I'm under the impression that to be, um, to be the president of a chapter, you have to be active duty, um, reservist or retired. So um, we put it out there. I'm sorry, no problem. Mm -hmm. Um, We put it out there that any active duty member can run for P. Um, One of our members, um, she was actually, um, she was, she had a baby, so she kind of, you know, wasn't around a lot. Um, And the club was okay with her not being there and just, you know, kind of um, not really on retirement status, but, you know, just showing up when she can because we understood she has a big family and she's active duty and just a lot of things going on. Anyway, she showed interest and she asked myself and Mudjug what we thought. And we were like, "It's that's great. We, we entertained the idea, no problem. So it rocked on and the, the meeting got, you know, the, the elections got put off and put off. Well, Chris found out he wasn't going to get deployed. So we actually set the meeting the last time for September 6th, I believe. Um, so she showed her, she come up, paid all of her, you know, we, we actually, I don't know if I told you this, but we actually decided as, as a club, we would do $10 a month for each member for dues, um, excluding Christmas and your birthday. And, um, so that way the club had funds to donate at different poker runs to, um, uh, benefit people. I, I, I do a lot of, um, and I've been doing way before I joined the Green Knights. I did a lot of poker runs. Um, I actually MCM. I set the route. Do you know get donations, things like that. Nice. Um, that's one reason why Daniel and and his crew, um, you know, of course that was the original president, but started looking at me and started in and found out I was prior military and they wanted me to, to join. Um, so. I'm I'm real big about, you know, donating money to people that are in need, cancer, uh, terminal illness, things like that. Um, So we decided to do that as a club. Um, And um, she come in, um, April Bandit is her road name. April come in, paid all her dues up, and said, okay, this is my intent. I'm going to run for P, VP, and Sergeant-at-Arms. That way there was no... You know, I'm only running for this, and that's what I'm going after, you know, not to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, after that, Chris started acting real, real, real funny um, towards all of us, um, secret meetings, um, not with his top three uh, or other top two, um, but just secret meetings with other members. Um, and we would find out by through the grapevine, you know, um, some members are friends with other members better than some members, you know. Um, anyway, um, this rocked on, and, and um, I started noticing on Facebook the night of the election. Um, Facebook is, good Lord, I wish it was never invented. Um, but it was, um, it's, it's a very bad thing because you can give yourself away. And I started noticing Chris's wife saying, you know, things like bring the popcorn, this is going to be a good show, who's got the beer, um, just the whole day, it was nothing but them kind of comments. And I'm like, something's up, something's weird, something's going on. 
So, hey Bob, question, yes. question, Bob. Yes, um, yes. Uh, before you continue, just when uh, when you noticed that Chris was having these meetings or or gatherings, I mean, were did he announce as far as were they? Would you consider them membership meetings, or they were just people that were getting together for, you know, just friends that he he gathered or whatever? He was trying to gather his troops to keep the president's patch on his. Okay, well, the, so there was only certain Green Knight members. Yes, that's correct. Mainly, it was Brian and Brandy Fanazi. Um, he started having meetings with them, and and you know, never really oh. dealt with them before until. He kind of knew what, that there was another person going to run for P and possibly get it, so he started trying to rally his troops and, okay. you know, just uh, it, to, for lack of better explanation. Okay. Um, so I showed up at the meeting that night. Um, let me go through my notes. I'm, I've got some notes here. Let's see. Um, that's another thing. Uh, Crispy, I, I got with Crispy because Crispy came to me because – I'm the VP. I was the VP. And he said, Bob, I got a problem. Um, I, I, I've got some members that haven't paid their dues and they're approaching their third month. I'm, in our bylaws at the time, it said any member that didn't pay their dues three months consecutive could could be in jeopardy of getting put on probation and or suspension. Okay? So he approached me and Chris was one of them. So that night, excuse me, maybe a week before, roughly, um, Chris paid all his dues up, which was a good thing. Um, so that night, when when we all got there, everything was kind of funny. Chris, I actually have a uh, big shop at my house, so we kind of use that as a meeting place sometimes. Um, and Chris showed up, and he didn't say nothing to nobody. He started grabbing his, you know, the plastic tables that he brought there and started putting them in the truck and, you know, just different things. And um, I said, yeah, something's weird here. And then one of our newest members, patch member, um, his name is Steve. Um, he actually goes by Redneck. Um, he uh, he didn't have his patch on his back. And I said, I, I pulled him aside. I said, brother, come here. Let me ask you a question. And we, we stepped aside, and I said, can I ask you where the heck your patch is? He kind of looked at me, and he just real mean look on his face, and he said, I can't say nothing, brother. I'll let him do all the talking. He pointed at Chris. And I said, what? And he goes, brother, I can't say anything. My hands are tied. I said, what are you talking about? He wouldn't tell me. So we all went in the meeting, and we sat down. And Chris proceeded to say, well, I got a hold of International. I showed him our bylaws. And Adam Bueller, this is exactly his words, Adam Bueller said our bylaws are shit. Throw them in the trash. We cannot go by them. He has sent me a copy of the international bylaws, and from here on out, we have to go by them. So, therefore, and he was sitting with his back to me and Chuck, VP and Sergeant Oz. He spun around. He said, therefore, I need your patch off your back and your patch off your back right now. And he spun back around, and he started explaining that if you're not military, active duty, reservist, or retired, I need your patches tonight. Single-handedly, and of course this is just my opinion, single-handedly he destroyed a club that was took a lot of work to build and to almost, hold on one second, <coughs> almost 
was on the right track again. Green Knights Chapter 81 here in town was kind of looked up, looked upon like kind of a don't-really-care club, um, not showing up to anything, um, just different events that different other, other military uh, motorcycle clubs have. Um, just it just didn't have a good name. So there were some members, myself included, that really was trying to work on that. Um, trying to get it back on the right track. And we were just about there. All of us. It took all of us. And single and this is, again, this is my feeling, single handedly, he destroyed that in one night. And I, you know, then the then the rumor started, you know, about, you know, Redneck, which is Steve, you know, Redneck burning his patch and you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, there was nobody that would ever, especially Redneck, he's a prior Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine, excuse me. Um, you know, different things like that, and then different stories that I've heard around town that, you know, that I've done to him, and, you know, I, I just, I don't understand it. I, you know, I've been I've been in this town 20 years. I'm not going anywhere. I'm very well established. I'm very well known. Um, my family's here, you know. Um, I just... It, it hurt. It really, really hurt a lot of people. And I just, I don't know what can be done, you know. Um, and I guess that's why the panel was formed and you guys are talking to me tonight. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're we're taking notes on that, so that's why if you hear yeah, that's, pause that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Um, and if you need to, you know, I, I got some stuff wrote down. If you need to, you know, re rehash some of the stuff, I can tell you what I said. I, you know, I, yeah, I tried to take notes so that way I was prepared when y'all called. So, okay. or when I called y'all, um, when you guys had to sit down with uh, Chris, mm -hmm. do do you have an idea when that time frame was? Oh, hold on, let's put you on speak, because. Um, I, I really um let me look at my calendar. Okay. Um the and, and please help me remember cuz my days are so they run into each other all the time. The the elections was the 6th of September, right? Yes. 6th okay. of October. October. Yeah, October. Okay. I would say it, because we were talking to him about supporting him and, and trying to get him to change his ways, knowing very well that he could be deployed by 1 September, um, I want to say around the end of July or middle of July to the middle of August. I want to say it was in July, though. No, I want to say it was in the beginning of August. Um, and, and, and please forgive me, I, I really don't an exact date for y'all, you know. Um, no, that's okay. And, and I just, I, I think all of this was done, and again, my own opinion, I think all of this was done because Chris did not want to give up the presidency. Um, and all he had to do was run. If he got voted out, listen, it's changes are good in a club. 
um, you know, I was they, my my position was up for reelection um, or you know new election. Um, I was good with just being a writer. I, you know, just hey, give me you know what, give me my cut. Let me wear my patch. Let me represent the Green Knights in a good way, and let me do my thing. Um, myself and, and Mud Jug Chuck, um, we we are we've been riding in this area for good lord almost twenty years now, and we know a lot of people. We have a lot of contacts, and I'm good with just riding. You know, I, I don't have to have VPP or Sergeant at Arms or anything else on my vest. But if people feel like I should have that position, then I'm going to represent that position the best in the best of my ability. Um, I, and I don't, I, I forgot to mention, I was actually elected Sergeant at Arms first. Um, with, I think it was a year after I started. And then um, about six to eight months later, um, I think it was about eight months later, our VP was, um, his wife was getting PCS'd, so um, he was obviously moving with her. Um, he had to vacate the VP position. It came up for election, or it came up for a vote to run the term out. Everybody unanimously voted me into that position. I took my sergeant-at-arms um, patch off my vest at that time, and it was unanimously voted that Chuck take the sergeant at arms position. That's how we got into them positions. Again, they were coming up for election. Um, anybody could have run for them. Um, also that night when we were sitting in the uh, the clubhouse, or we, we call it the clubhouse, we were sitting in, in, in the, the shop there. Um, when Chris said, I need, so therefore, I need your patch and your patch to me and Chuck, um, and then started explaining. He said, "And there, and that being said, I am going to reelect or going to appoint myself as president. I'm going to appoint uh, Trippy, which is Scotty Randall, as VP, and I'm going to appoint um, Brian Finazzi as um, Sergeant at Arms. Um, no elections, just he appointed them. Um, by the way, that was the three. Excuse me, that was the two that." After Chris realized that April was running, that was the two that himself and his wife nominated to run for them positions after he found out that somebody else was running for P. Um, You know, there was a lot of hurt feelings that night, a lot of hurt feelings. I mean, he really... If I remember right off the top of my head, I think he took about... He lost about 15 to 17 members that night because of, you know, because of the way he handled it. We were just, we were dumbfounded and shocked. We did not. Oh, um, let me back up. The, just before the meeting that night, this is why Redneck was so upset. Um, apparently, Chris and his wife called a special meeting with Brian and Brandy Fanazi at the exit 11. We call it the Wilco. Um, they called a special meeting. They called Redneck and asked, and asked him to be president at, present at this meeting. At this meeting, they explained to Redneck, this is the reason he was so upset, they explained to Redneck 
what they were fixing to do. Um, the they told him that they can have one honorary member, and they that they would like him to fill that position. At that time, Redneck. The reason Redneck joined the club is because I've known Redneck for 20 years. Um, my kids are his wife is their aunt. Um, Redneck couldn't believe that he was actually asking him to disrespect everybody else, including me, because he, he he's known me the longest. Um, he said, "Hold on, guys, let." Ladies and gentlemen, let me make this very, very easy for you. He took his cut off, he laid it on the table, and he took his pocket knife and cut the patch off, and he handed it to Chris. He said, I cannot, in my right mind, do this to anybody, especially a veteran, what you're fixing to do. And he got up and walked out. Um, Brian and Brandy has also made numerous comments, not only comments, but text messages that I actually do have. Um, I believe, well, I mean, actually, let me say this, I can probably get, they they have made several comments that, you know, it doesn't matter what they do, they got international wrapped around their fingers, um, they're, they're so good with international that they could do anything that, you know, international would back them 100%, and acting like Nothing they can do or say is wrong, and that, to me, is wrong. Everybody's human. You make a mistake, but you're not above bylaws and or laws, you know. Um, That comment, you know, got a lot of eyebrows raised. What do you mean by that? You know, what? And then when I find out that, you know, they were actually, you know, part of what went on that night, it just it shocked me. It it really shocked me because, you know, at first when they first joined up, after they moved back and they joined Chapter 81, coming from Colorado, um, I didn't really expect this out of Brian and Brandy. Not to mention, we didn't see much of Brian and Brandy. They were kind of scarce um, until about a month before the election. And then they started showing up regular. They were there all the time, you know. So I knew something was... Something was going on. It wasn't it was it was uneasy, you know. So, guys, that basically, in a nutshell, is you know what led up to the events on September sixth. Bob, this is uh, Bulldog. Do you know how many when your uh, last change was made to Chapter eighty one bylaws? Yeah, that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, Mudjug and myself, um, we were summoned to meet Chris at our gathering place at my house, um, at the shop, because the new bri- the new bri- bylaws were written, and we actually have Terry Beasley is our, well, he's actually we we all appointed him base liaison. He's actually he actually works for paralegal at the base. He actually took the bylaws, looked over our original bylaws with Chris, rewrote them, and put, okay, got back and forth, him and Chris back and forth, 
him using legal on the base, saying, okay, this is what need, this is how this needs to be worded, this is how this is what needs to be changed here, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so Chris took him back, changed him, sent him back to, to Terry. Terry said, yep, everything looks good. So Mud Jug and myself, on a hurry up. Man, hurry up, man, we got to meet tonight at the, at the clubhouse, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what's going on? Well, I got the bylaws, and we rewrote them. You, you all know this. And this has been – they had been rewrote for a month or so. I mean, we got to meet at the clubhouse tonight. We, I got to have you and Mudjug sign these bylaws so that I can get them up to international so they can be approved and we can get them back. Hey, great, no problem. We'll meet you there. Of course, I live there. No big deal. Well, we both met him, Chris, at the clubhouse, and we both signed the bylaws. These bylaws were supposed to be packaged up and sent up to International, according, according to Chris, what he was telling us. They were going to be sent to International and um, approved, and then we would get them back. Um, there were some questions about where is the original bylaws. And apparently, which is the bylaws that were written by Daniel, um, Daniel and Bandit and um, Lunchbox and you know just the original members, um, and the original bylaws apparently could not be found. Well, the original bylaws were actually handed over to Chris when he stepped into the uh, position of president by Daniel himself before Daniel went to, I believe Daniel's in Italy now, but um, neither here nor there. But um, the original bylaws, Chris did have a copy of them. Um, our bylaws that we signed, I don't know what happened to them. When did you when did you sign those? When did that happen? Again, guys, I I, I don't know exact dates, but I want to say the beginning of this year, February, March, possibly May, somewhere around there. Um, I think it was after we went to IOC. Um, that was April. Okay, I think it was after we went to IOC is when we actually signed them but it was before the Battle Buddy Foundation run that we come up and did in Ohio. Yeah, so, so that would be in April sometime then. Battle yes, Buddy thing was in That, in that sounds about right. And, and again, guys, I'm, I, I could be wrong on the dates. I'm I, just being honest. No, that's, that's fine. Um, those text messages that you can um, get access to, um, mm-hmm. if you could, you could email them to... Uh, I believe Bulldog or Wizard, you have their emails. They kind of set this up with you. If you, Any of that documentation, anything like that, if you could send to us, it would just help us. Um, if you have, um, you know, text messages, if you happen to have some of the Facebook page screenshots. Oh, God. Um, I wish I did. Page. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just, just uh, anything that would help us in the overall I can uh, tell you this. of going through this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, um, no, I tell you this: some of the some of the stuff that, again, Chris's wife put on Facebook about Chris and or the base and or um, his flight chief. Oh my God, I'm surprised that somebody at the base hasn't got a hold of it and just you know destroyed Chris. I mean, just vulgar, vulgar, vulgar stuff. You know. Um, I, and I may I, I may have some of that stuff. I don't know. I'd have to check with you know the the, the members. Here's here's the deal. The members that was ousted, for lack of better explanation, um, and that's one of my favorite sayings. By the way, I'm sorry, guys. Um, 
<laughs> the um, the members that were ousted, we had a poker run scheduled, a Green Knight sponsored poker run scheduled for a 15 year old boy that had Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. All right, he was going back to Macon, back and forth to Macon, which is about two hour ride, every day, and then they required him to stay in Macon by the week because of the treatments and stuff like that he had to do. We had a poker run scheduled, I believe it was two weeks after that date, September 6th, um, roughly now, and I can get you I can get you a better date. But um, the members that were ousted still went and did that. Now, we did tell them that it wouldn't be Green Knight um, sponsored any longer, but the friends and family that are still together will be happy to take care of that poker run. And we still did that poker run. We went there and we, you know, we, we still did the auctions. We still did, uh, you know, we, we did, excuse me, it wasn't a poker run. It was a benefit. We did it at a, at a location and we actually smoked Boston butts and we had plates for sale and all the proceeds. Chuck and I, we, we did all the, the, the meat and, and all the fixings and all that out of pocket because we promised the family that we would do this. That's something that we enjoy doing, and we really enjoyed doing it with our green night patches on because we started getting a better name here in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, we've, we've probably, in this community in the last, I think I started doing poker runs about eight years ago. No exaggeration. I think that Chuck and I um, and, and the family that's, you know, most of the people that's in the club has always been together. Um, we probably raised anywhere from a quarter to a half a million dollars for, for charities here in town. Um, now, of course, this is before I joined the Knights, but um, you know, and then some with the Knights. Um, I, I'm I'm requested by a lot of people to to MC their their runs because I guess because I got a big mouth, but um, um, you know, it, they know that we can we can get there and we can raise money. And once I joined the Green Knights and started having the help of all the club brothers and sisters, it really, really started taking off, you know. And that, that I miss. Um, guys, I miss having a patch on my back that says the Green Knights, you know. Um, I, can't, I can't say enough that, you know, that would, you know, make you guys, you know, of course, I know you guys carry the patches too, but... I mean, this is this this hurt. This really, really, really hurt. Bob, what would you recommend as a solution to the current situation? Just I can tell you this. Opinion. I'm sorry. Just for us to get your opinion. Okay. Um, I can tell you this. You know, the the family that that has stuck together, the the ones that were ousted. Um, you know, we we've we've talked. You know, I, I'd be lying to you if I, t- I told you we didn't. Um, we've all talked, and we and we said, look, you know, what's you guys' opinion? What what would what would what would make you guys want to come back? What's you guys' opinion? And I can tell you this: the I believe that everybody's opinion was or is that if four members in particular were no longer members that we could get I I believe that all of the members would probably come back. Um but of course 
you know, we were told because we're not active duty or retired or reservist, we can't come back. Um, so we're, you know, we're kind of stuck. Well, I, I would, I'm sorry? Let's assume that everything's on the table. Everything's yes, possible, you know, yes, as far as what you'd like to see done. Um, and how do you think Chapter 81 could be fixed? Chapter 81, I believe, could be fixed if, first of all, um, the members that were that are the four members that are there now, that would be Chris, um, Jess, his wife, Brian, and Brandy. I believe that if, if they were reprimanded and... and I don't know how kind of what kind of reprimand you. I will say this: several people, including myself, I'm just going to be honest with you, will not go back if Chris has a Chris and his wife has a patch on their back because of the damage they've done, and because of the um oh uh, um the respect they've lost in this community because of what was done. Um, now, Brian and Brandy, I can say this, maybe they could be fixed, but I, I do get from everybody else that they won't go back if them four are there. Um, I would also, you know, maybe see if, um, first of all, if I went back, I would want a direct contact. Okay, you said your, you've got your... Um, your member advocate, he's on the phone. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, I, I don't have contact to, you know, somebody at International. And it don't have to be Adam. You know, I just need to know that if it's the member advocate that I need to call to get in contact with International, hey, guys, guess what? I'm all about following the chain of command. I'm good with that, okay? But when I got questions and they're not being answered correctly, I don't believe I, I need to have a contact as well as everybody else. Yeah, um, everybody should, yeah. Yes. Um I can I, I need to ask you a question. If the members come back, first question is because they're gonna ask me, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, they're kind of they kinda of look at me like, Hey guys, hey 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 Bob, what are we doing now? You know, it's like, Hey guys, I'm not I'm not your boss, man. Quit looking at me like that, you know? Um, they have come to me, and, and we've talked. Is there is there a possibility that we could drop Moody off the rocker? Um, maybe go, and I don't know if you guys do this or not, maybe go, um, like, a, for, for because it's mostly veterans that, you know, form this club, not that it wouldn't be, you know, um, that active duty members or reservists or retired wouldn't be, you know, accepted into it. But could we do something like, um, you know, I don't know if you guys do Nomad or, you know, I don't know if, if our patch can say VMC for Veterans Motorcycle Club. Um, you know, just something a little different. You know, damage control has to be done, you know, um, we we would have to go and talk to the other mill clubs that's in town because, you know, they all know what happened. And I will say this, 
it wasn't from myself and my sergeant in arms because we just kept quiet. We just, you know, laid low and, you know, didn't didn't uh, comment on, on anything because we knew that eventually it'll get fixed. And if it gets fixed right, great. If it don't, we tried, you know. Um, I would like to see, and as well as the other members, would like to see a little bit of a change, a whole lot when it comes to certain people. Um, but, you know, I, I know that I know that I could definitely get talked to, you know, the past members, um, and, and about 90% of them wouldn't come back. They would come back. Okay. Thanks, Bob. That's is there is there just a question for you guys? Is there any other I, I know I've seen chapters without a certain base on their rocker. Is that correct? Um so there is a well Shane Woodman see that's on the line here with us. He he's the yeah. of arms for chapter X. The member of large chapter. Yeah. But yes. Yes. And and that, and that's what I meant by nomadics. And you yeah. have to excuse the expression. You know, yeah. just something that you know we're not claiming a certain town or city mm-hmm. or nothing like that, but we're all members of this club, and this is this is what we've done. This is what this is you know something we've built. And I think that if if we if if all of us can get it back on track and start a damage control and start, you know, talking to people and going back out and interacting, I think we can get Chapter 81 and maybe Chapter 81, maybe, you know, get it fixed, you know. Um, I believe we can, all of us as a group, not just one individual. It's not going to take one. It's going to take all of us as a group. This is Shane Buck. I'm going to chime in real quick. Uh you asked a couple of good questions uh, about possibly removing the bottom rocker or your rocker. Yes. For Now, the way that your patch is, is done. Yes. So you have a rocker plus a patch? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's all one patch, center patch. Okay. It, it, it says Green Knights up top. On the bottom, it says Moody Air Force Base. And then in the center, of course, is the Green Knight. And then on the left, there's a little patch that says our um, our chapter. On the right, it says MMC, which is two separate patches. I'm sorry, I, I call that a bottom rocker. It's it's all one patch. Okay. Now, just for some clarification, one of the reasons why we do have a chapter X, and Shane, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I I try to stay up on it, but I may be off a little bit. <laughs> Every single chapter that's out there has to have a designation or a confirmation of ownership. And it's a wing commander, a group, a, a post, or somebody says, yep, I, want, I, de- I endorse the Green Knight to be involved yes. on this installation. Gotcha. If we remove that Moody, then what you're saying is you're also taking Moody out of the equation. Gotcha. Because that's an advertisement for that chapter for chapter 81 that is advertisement for hey what's what is green knights moody air force base now okay we've got how many riders on base blah 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 now one of the other things that you pose 
you are in a high veteran area. Yes, sir. Why do you live in the South? Because I enjoy the weather here, <laughs> just being honest. Uh, okay. I, I don't like the cold. Okay. So you move to the South because you don't like the cold. That's naturally going to be a Disneyland for our veterans. As we get older, we want to go where our bones don't ache. Yes, sir. Where we can continue <laughs> enjoying life on a bike. Yes, sir. Right? So I personally, as your member's advocate, recognize that there are certain areas in our country, there are certain areas where there's going to be a high veteran um, community rather than an active community. Yes, sir. Okay. So if we were not able to, say, remove the moody people, but allow, if you could petition international to allow a be- a higher ratio of veterans with yes, the sir. understanding of what the Green Knights are truly about, which is providing the the base, yes, a mentor group for yes. base personnel who ride motorcycles, as well as educate all personnel on what to look out for, the folks on two wheels or three wheels. Yes, sir. Okay. Would you want to do that? Yes, sir, without a doubt. Now, um, the uh, the bylaws that we you know need to come up with and 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 get international to approve of them because we're we're in a high veteran area. I know for a fact that if we were recognized in the South here as a veteran motorcycle club um, that we could possibly, and I feel, uh, I feel this in my heart, we could possibly get a lot more members here. Um, and, and, and not that I'm, you know, dead set about getting Moody off the rocker um, because I like being able to claim Moody Air Force Base. Something that I want to bring up the reason I'm trying to um, promote us being more veterans um, um, membership is because I don't know if you guys know much about Moody Air Force Base, but you know, at one time it was a, a fighter squadron, and then it was a training base um, for for trainers, and then it was A-10s, and then it was you know, something else, um, you know, so it's always constantly changing here and people are actually going, you know, coming and going so quick that that's one reason why Chapter 81 has always had trouble, you know, getting their, getting and keeping their membership up. That's why I'm trying to be a a promoter of, you know, getting um, veterans more, you know, being first of all, getting the international's approval and then knowing that we're going to be a heavily populated veteran club, you know, um, as well as active duty. Because, by God, we've all done the same thing. We've all probably chewed on some of the same dirt, you know. We all need to be together. We need to stick together, especially in these days and times. So, yes, without a doubt, I would definitely entertain that idea. 
and well, as well as the rest of the, the, the I think I could speak on their behalf and and, and they would as well. Well, to, to just the Chapter X, we're, we're still currently going through our rewriting of our bylaws. Unfortunately, um, you have to be living outside of 50 miles away from the closest chapter. So in you guys' case, uh, since Moody is there, um, you know, that that's going to be, at least from the Chapter X, the members at large, that's something that we're dealing with. And that's actually the beginning of the conversation we came on today. I had a member from San Antonio try to petition when Wizard is in San Antonio. Um, there's a chapter there. So, gotcha. um, but what we are, uh, one of our things that we're doing is we're helping to build up and build chapters in an area. I actually live right now in Hershey, outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Down the road in Carlisle, I have the Army War College, which is every, if you're an officer in the Army above Lieutenant Colonel, you go through that war college before you get your star. Mm -hmm. And then about 20 miles out the other way, I have Fort Indian Town Gap, which is home of the 28th Infantry Division, Pennsylvania yeah. National Guard, 20,000 soldiers. We don't have a chapter either one of those places. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're, we're building that up with Chapter X, and that's just a spiel on Chapter X. Um, hey, I Shane, do really just, yeah, just to let you know that the individual, whoever was it from Southwest Georgia, yeah. Is on on call. Yes, I'm logged call. into chat. Well that that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I see seven is Southwest me. Georgia. Um oh. but I think it's only one. Okay, okay. Yeah, because we haven't had anybody else. Um uh but but with all that I mean what you're saying, uh, you know, I'm glad that we have people like you that, that want to be part of the Green Knights. Um you know, and I'll steal a little bit of Shane's thunder here, so the other Shane's going to say it. Um, you know, whether we're retired or whatever, we're all vets. If you put on the yeah. uniform, you're, you're a vet. It is what it is. Um, you know, and there's different things. And, you know, maybe some of these actions, while we aren't the ones that are going to make a decision, I can't stress this enough, we are not going to – we're going to be able to submit what we think are some outcomes, but it's still ultimately going to be up to the international top three. Um, but this is, you know, this is a question that's come up time and time again about, um, you know, what we're really here for and, and the veteran issue. Um, and it will be brought up. I know Shane's already ready doing it. And I got to thank you. You know, we've asked a lot of these questions about, you know, outcomes and all that. And instead of, some people just throwing their hands up. You actually came out with a lot of outcomes for this. So I got to thank you. You saw what the problem was. And after seeing a problem, then you gave us a solution or multiple solutions, how to remedy that problem. And, and right. I got to thank you a lot. That takes a lot. And uh, that shows me that you, the sincerity you have of all this, because it was thought put through to give the answers that you gave. And those are the kind of people that I would love to, to be, you know, actual patch wearing members with me, but that's my personal bias, and I will take that out of all this. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, can I ask one more question? Go ahead. Um, we actually had um, Dom um, uh, Dom Fitch. Um, he was actually a member before I was patched in. Um, he was an associate member. 
um, when I came back, Dom Dom kind of latched on to me, or I latched on to Dom um, right off. He's always called me Prospect. I don't know why, but he's always called me Prospect. And he was a member before I was patched out. He moved up to 32. He was a member there. Um, he left 32 because he moved to Carolinas. And I was talking to him and telling him, you know, look, Dom, I'd really like to have you back and you know, you come, he, your home base is here in Valdosta. His wife lives here. You know, he just works up there and comes home every week, you know, um, during the weekend. And I said, you know, I'd really like you, you to ride with us. So we all took a vote. We nominated him back in or voted him back in, excuse me. And then we also had another very close personal friend of mine. Um, his dad um, was Navy, and um, he was actually a dependent until the age of 26. Um, now he's a lot older now, and please don't tell him I said that. But um, he he was actually he declared and, and and showed his interest and did all this stuff, and he was not military as well. I want to know what, and I know this is just y'all's opinion. What is y'all's opinion about having associate members, and is that a problem? I know what bylaws say international. They say for every ten you can have one. That's that, kind of, that's kind of um, across all the chapters. That that is one thing that um, you know. For me, the chapters that I've been parts of. Um, how, how do I put this? It's kind of a lot on the chapters and the way that things are presented um, to get those exceptions to policy. Let's put it that way. That's the easiest way I can say. You know, okay. I don't want to ever say nothing's ever out of play until it's finally put out of play. So that's just kind of my take on it. I mean, it never hurts to ask. Right. Never Here's why I'm asking here. It's Shane Buck. Um, if, the, not making any promises, if after this whole thing goes up and whatever decision comes down, okay, you are still probably going to know folks in the chapter there whether you get to put the patch on your back or not, have whoever is there talk to Chapter 28 and look at their bylaws. Okay. Okay. It, here's the reason I'm asking about this. If this goes to international, well, I know it will go to international, if they make a decision and we're all able to mm. patch back, I would really hate to go mm. to the two members that I'm talking about and say, I'm sorry, we were able to come back, but you weren't. You're not. Um, the reason being is because they'd done the same things that we all done when we prospected. They all enjoyed, you know, wearing that patch. They were wearing it before they were thrown out. So it's just kind of a personal thing to me. You know, I, I'd hate to say, okay, I was good enough, but, again, you're still not good enough. Um, I'm just not that type of person, you know. Um, not saying that that's going to change my mind about patching out, but um, I, I would really like to, you know, respectfully request that we allow them, them members, them members and their spouses back in, only because they were patched out before all this happened. Um, Bob, there's definitely a way to, for them to be part of the the chapter, I mean, even as 
without any exceptions or anything, you can have honorary members. Okay. And and I know Dom from being up here at Chapter 32, and yes, he sir. fits to a T the definition of an honorary member. And yes, he's sir. very active. He goes over and beyond. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, he, you know, here he lived an hour and 20 minutes, I think, away from where we had the majority of our meetings, and he was there every meeting. Every, yep. Wow. And, and with you, he lives in South Carolina. He goes to Georgia. Yes. If he, I mean, if, if he said that if we have something going on, that's all, all he needs to do is know about it, and he will make yeah. plans. Even if he wasn't planning on being here, he will make plans of being here. Um, yeah, there's nobody more dedicated than Dom. And, oh, my God, no. I and I can tell you this, we're still riding together. We're still doing the, you know, we got a, a Books for Vets to, uh, this Saturday, starts at 10, and then we've got the Toy Soldier Run that's in Lake City. Well, it just so happens the Books for Vets is going to Lake City to drop, in book, to drop the books off, and then we're going to ride down there with them and then go over to the Toy Soldier Run for the toys for the children around Lake City area. So, and Dom's, you know, you know how Dom is. He's hot on me. What time are we meeting? When are we riding? What are we doing? You know, so <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. that's, the, that's the two, you know, I've got two types. I've got two of them type members. And I really, really would go to bat for them and say, look, these guys deserve it. As well as their spouses, okay? so And, and without anything else being done, honorary membership is definitely a possibility there. I mean, it, it, it's already there. Okay. You know, to have those guys as part of the club. But, okay. um, you know, it would take some exceptions and things to go to a full member or whatever because, you know, the the way we're set up. Yes, so, sir. But, but honorary, definitely. Okay. Um, do you know, and you may or may not be able to answer this, do you know how long this invest- investigation is going to take and, you know, when we could possibly expect an answer? Um, we have to, what is it, the 20, 26 20, November. Yeah, 26 November to have everything up to international, um, and okay. then they will make their uh, thing after that. Um, depends on how long it takes up at their level yeah. uh, to go through it. So I just know our timeline is, is being done by the 26th. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I did have a question. I <clears throat> I happen to be looking through some of the old um, the uh, meeting notes, uh, meeting minutes. I saw one here in July. It said a note about no contact order with I slash O. Don't be rude. Just walk away. Um, Could you give me some the, context on what I O is? Yeah, I, iron, iron order. order. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did not. Um, is is that explanation enough, or do I need yeah, to elaborate yes, iron, a little bit? Iron order, that that's fine. I, that's okay. Fine. Apparently, you guys have had issues. That's enough. Well, it's not that we. Here's here's the deal. We decided to do that because all of the rest of the mill clubs has no, no contact order, um, and they they just they've got a real bad name here. And if we, you know, did associate with them. Again, we could get the black eye, you know, and we don't want that. Yeah, we're just no, trying to stay neutral, stay clear of everybody, you know. Uh, that has been a bad rep across the country. It's not just in Georgia. Yes, yeah, 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 you're right. It's everywhere. I'm yes, lucky sir. I haven't had to run in with them yet. So. Yeah. Well, be be lucky and 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 be be thankful if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I I actually, like I said, I'm 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 
the club that I work at, my boss at that club, he owns three clubs. I'm actually the head of security for all three clubs. I was asked to come down last Saturday to one of his clubs and ask them guys to leave. So I have to deal with them, you know, on a constant basis. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, like I said, it's just something out. I've, yeah. I've had to deal yeah. with, with two other ones that, yeah. We'll just leave out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I, other than that question, I really had no other questions. I mean, you explained everything, made it easy for me other than my hands cramping because of taking all the notes. Um, <laughs> you do have no shorthand, right? No, no, I talk, I'm, I'm originally from the north, so I do talk pretty fast. It's all right. Uh, I, I caught up with it. At least I'm not typing. Um, you know, I have nothing wizard. Yeah, I just, uh, Bob, I mean, a lot of good information, and, I, and we appreciate the passion that you have for the Green Knights. It, it is obvious that uh, it is going to benefit the organization by keeping people like yourselves, some of the other members that feel the same way that are asking, coming to you as a spokesman or representative or, you know, even though they're they're not, and I'm not going to say that's why I, I don't want you to think or let them uh, feel that, Hey, this is not a done deal. That they're not out. They're not. Uh, it's still under. Like I said, all everything is going to be looked at. The facts are going to be presented. Uh, I thank you for everything that you still do for us, even though, and and for the community. I mean, that was that was a good deed that you did for this young man. Uh, in spite of um, you know, even if you didn't have the Green Knight patch, but the passion for raising the money to support this uh, the 15-year-old uh, cancer patient. And and that tells a lot about what you guys have in mind. And I had a question. I mean, um, as far as you know, I know you said you you've uh, coordinated a lot of poker runs and done some events. And but um, did did Chris have any? Did he prepare any events like this? Did he schedule some some poker nope. runs fundraising? Not uh, not once I joined the club. Um, okay. He left all that. And with all due respect, he left mm-hmm. all that up to me because. That was one reason why the Green Knights. See, I, I had done, I had emceed several poker runs for the Green Knights before I was a member. So yes, yes, you said I that. Up on the mic, and it, you know, it don't bother me to get on the mic and cut a fool and you know, uh, raise money. I, I'll do some pretty stupid stuff to to raise some money. It's it's all about the charity and the 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 the, the person that it's going to. Very um, true. Very true. So every cent. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I, 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 ever since I joined the club, no, uh, Chris just put that in my hands. Um, well, that's, I mean, he that's heard good because he would turn it over to me. Again, you're, you're taking care of it, which is great. But, I mean, every member in the club is capable of doing the same thing you're doing. And I'm, I was just curious to see how many events he coordinated, he prepared, he, he uh, kind of requested, and, and, and was in the planning uh, stages of, of uh, whatever it may have been. So, I, you know, Again. and let me just say this: I, I don't want to take, you know, everything from him. I'm not going to say he never done anything, but he done very little. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, because you know Chuck and myself, um, we've done so many of them that, you know, we it was just second nature to us. You know, yeah. um, we knew what to do. We knew who to call. We knew who to, you know, we knew who to point a point like. We could appoint one of the members, hey, can you go out and get, you know, the food for 
tomorrow. Hey, can you go out and get donations, yeah. you know, from this place? You know, so the oh. other members, yes, they would do that, not a problem they would, to be asked. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then another question about the bylaws. I know you guys, when you said that, that uh, Terry and Chris had rewrote them and they needed to be signed and sent to international, but were they ever presented to the membership and then discussed and then reviewed yes. and then approved? Yes. Uh, b before yes. they were sent up? They were? Yes. Okay. Well, that's my problem. I don't think they were ever sent up, and I might be wrong, but if they were sent up, then we should we, we would have we known there was a problem then and not had this issue on September 6th. So that tells me that the international, or sorry, they, that tells me the international never seen the bylaws. Why okay. did I sign them? They were supposed yeah. to go up to them at that day. Yeah. He said that he the next day he was supposed to have them in the mail the following day to send them to international. So the membership were aware of it. They they approved yes. them or recognized them, yes. and then okay, that's. Was it was unanimous. The, the way they were wrote, it was a unanimous vote that they'd be approved. Okay. Now, the the comments that you made about Redneck, I know you said that uh, when they had this private meeting with this individual about an honorary member possibility. Now, did he share that with you or with everybody, or how did how did you find out about this? After everything that went on that night, that's when he um, started explaining oh, to me. That, that okay. this was after that night. Yeah. Okay. So it was after. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, he, thank he, you very he couldn't much. say nothing then. You know, yeah. he, he no, felt like he couldn't. Yeah. And then once once everything did happen, he explained what happened in that meeting. And and Correct. in our bylaws, if I remember right now, don't quote me on on exact wording, but in our bylaws, it said that the president could not hold a special meeting with anyone except for the top three is the way our bylaws set. So that meeting that happened that night was not supposed to happen per our bylaws. was well, not official, yeah. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Well, again, thank you very much. That's all I've got. This is, this is Wizard signing off from you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, Shane Buss, anything? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Um, Bulldog? Hey, Bob. I want to thank you for your time tonight. And uh, you did a great job laying things out. Um, you know, you, you really kept our questions to the minimum because you put everything out there. Um, I want to thank you for what you've done for 81 in the past. And, and um, you know, hopefully we'll get this resolved soon and then we'll be able to have a, a good outcome for you. Thank you, sir. Well, um, can't say enough. Uh, you know, thank you for your time. Uh, thanks for all your input. You really made this easy for us for this interview tonight. Um, is there anything else you uh, want to final closing statements or anything? Oh. I I just really missed my patch, guys. All right. Well, that's obvious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Um, you can go ahead and drop off. Um, okay. And we'll be, uh, you know, hopefully you'll be hearing from International here in the next couple weeks. Very good. I appreciate y'all's time. Thank Take you, care, brother. Thank you. Okay. <sighs> so, how you guys doing? Hey, we're good.
Yeah. That was that was interesting. I guess he he had a wealth of information. I mean, being the VP, he was he was there. I mean, every so far, everybody, everything's in line for the most part. Yes. Um, timelines, you know, everything is in line with what you know everybody else has been saying. I mean, you know, he didn't start. He started with the financial stuff first, which was, you know, that was a big people. issue. Well, I mean, it was, and especially for him being the VP, he would have had a wealth of knowledge about that because, you know, it's the officers, the top three should always have that kind of knowledge. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of good knowledge. Well, the fact that, he you know, the, the treasurer was ready to quit twice, and he said, hey, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, so... You know, he's he's keeping the club together even behind closed doors if in a sense. So that and uh, the question about the time frame for this resolution and uh, that's that's key because he's he's gonna go and share that with with whoever he sees or meets and mm-hmm. so it's it's important that we get this done. If we can send it sooner than later that'd be that'd be good for them. Yeah, huh? I mean I they these are the kind of people that we need. Um, oh yeah, you know, and I under you know I understand Shane, um, you know the whole thing of you know down the south some of these um, chapters, you know, and especially in big areas where you have a large veteran population, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases, it's the only way for chapters to survive. I mean, even us at Goodfellow, we wouldn't have survived off the active duty or guard and reserve in the area, you know, if it wouldn't have been for the retirees from the area. You know, yeah, and that—that's the kind of things. You know, it's. And you know, you can, I can, one. I can relate with uh with the the fact that you know these people that that PCS they they go in there and then the rotation is so consistent, and it's hard to keep active duty or guard reserve members you know in the club to run the show because they're always leaving. So I know Chapter Forty Seven over here at Fort Sam they. They said, hey, why don't we merge with, with you guys with four, and, and that way we'll have, you know, better opportunities to ride, to engage, to, to meet, and all that. So that's what happened to them. So, and then that was Fort Sam Houston. Yeah, I uh, mean, and that's – those are the kind of things, you know. I, I think it was happening up here around the, the Ch- National Capital chapter. You know, all those small installations didn't have enough to keep going with active duty members, so they created the National Capital chapter. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's just, you know, looking at that, um, I mean, you know, I got some notes, you know, just as like possible solutions, um, just something thinking with all this, you know, trying to think of things. Are we totally against having support people be supporters of us as far as like, you know, kind of, and this is just me brainstorming, instead of having like, you know, Green Knights chapter, whatever, it would be Green Knights supporters. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it, because I, I understand with the bylaws, you know, in a heartbeat, I would love to take these kind of people in, but I'm, I'm stuck on two things. I'm not allowed vets. <laughs> and you know, they live too close to an installation for Chapter X. But, I mean, 
there's got to be something that we can keep these kind of people engaged. And even if we had, you know, almost like a, a, a chapters of Green Knight supporters, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know because I tell you what, here at Chapter Four, uh, we um, have some honorary members that if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a foot um, in the door with with the big brothers here, mm-hmm. the dominant club, and and uh, be having, in other words, they they're our spokespersons for in anything that's going on, whether it's coming to us or you know going to them as far as you know knowledge, information, just uh, events, you name it, but just so that you have some kind of rapport. And uh, I tell you what, it's it's helped us. And that keeps us out of trouble. It keeps, and they know, I mean, they don't, they don't question it. They say, hey, no, you guys are good because you're not claiming any territory. You're, you're here to support. And they see us at, at runs, at fun, fundraisers, even times when, when, uh, you know, you're not contributing to the actual, the, the, I want to say the coalition of clubs, but the fundraiser, the event, the cause, the uh, the reason for the whatever event that may be happening, um, we just make sure that the money goes where it needs to go uh, when you when you support it. Mm-hmm. So having those people in the right places, it, it benefits you. And having a number, I don't want to say that you can only have one or two. It, it depends on the size of the club and you know who, what the person, the individual brings to the table. Like he says, these two individuals that he wants, he doesn't want to let go. By all means, it sounds like no, these guys are—they're probably more involved than the than the members themselves. So, I would not discredit them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's that's the thing is how that would how be up to the chapter. We... I mean, that's why, and uh, and it's funny because every chapter has to resolve their issues uh, according mm-hmm. to the way. It's been brought to my attention. You guys, every chapter in their own area has to make contact, has to establish their rapport, has to, you know, have your your contacts, have have that uh, the acceptance, the recognition, the repro- approval, the the respect, uh, you know, so that they have they know about your presence. Once you establish that, and it seems like eighty one was on their way to to getting better established, if anything. Um, it's a it's a win win situation. Yeah, uh, I mean, and the, I, the only you know, thing that worries me on that is if we get away from what the Green Knight is, and, oh, and that's you know, and it's just it gets to be kind of a slippery slope. So it, if you have honorary members, you know, do they have full voting rights? Can they hold office? No, they they don't. You know, and, and if they don't, then they're just there. You know, supporting your club, that's great. But in, in the same way as the vets, if you get them in all the leadership positions, it becomes another vet club, and I don't think that's what we're about. No, I mean, and I, and I can see not being about uh, – I mean, we are a vet club. All of us are veterans, so we are a vet club. But in the sense of the vet club but, of didn't, you know, retire, medically retire, something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, Here we go, back to that same discussion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and that's yeah. – if we have people like that group that, that is willing to be that, you know, they don't necessarily need to I'm, – I'm sure they don't need to be the officers and the presidents and all that. But, you know, just allowing those kind of things because it's going to be those people – There there are informal leaders. 
is what they are because yep. going between military personnel that are there and aren't, you know, that was one big thing that helped me is having that person that's been there as a civilian or veteran or, or whatever the case may be to pass on a lot of that information and those contacts. I mean, to me, the people that are the retirees or, you know, the DOD civilians that work in an area that are there for years and years and years, unlike the four, five, six-year rotation of most of us military guys have been through, that is an invaluable source of information and, you know, respect in that, that aspect. You know, so it's just one of those things. Yeah, Shane. I'm going to pose a question. This one's directed towards Wizard. Sir. Jaws, what is his position for you? He's my VP. Let's say he wasn't medically retired. What would that do for you? He could still feel that, well, I mean, when he when he joined the organization, and it's just we're going back into time. When he joined the club, the Green Knights, he was active duty Army. Okay. He recently retired, of course, medically under whatever conditions. Um, so what do you discredit him and tell it, remove him from the equation just because now he goes uh, in, into a different category? I, I don't feel so. Uh, I think, uh, hey, I mean, you, that's why you going, have the elections every two years, and then you you're nominate. Going the you're going down the road that I want you to go out. Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer active. He got medically retired. Let's remove that and say he just got medically removed. Could okay. he, by international law or by law, be a part of your chapter as a VP? Okay, you're go- okay. I'm going back to you're saying international. International is saying no right now. Okay. So what does that do to your club, your well, chapter? Okay, and that's why I say every chapter has to make your arrangements proposed to international to buy into the idea no, 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 like, no, 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 no. hey. Don't, don't read into it. I want you to answer. What does it do to your chapter? Oh, it, it doesn't discredit it. It doesn't change anything. He's still a valuable VP. He's, no, he's but acting. He can't belong. He can't huh? belong. No, well, that's according to international. But okay. I'm going back to, okay. I'm going back so to every that. chapter don't establishing... Well, Don't, go back. Mean? Don't huh? go back. I'm going to prove a point here. Okay. Stop reading into it. We remove his medical retirement. We change him to a medical separation. He's no longer able to be your VP and is no longer able to be in your chapter, correct? Or, well, according to international. Okay. What does that do to your chapter? Dude, it just it, it. Now you're in a position where now you gotta have special elections. You gotta try to fill these positions with qualified people according to international bylaws, the constitution, and uh, it it kind of di- disrupts your whole uh, leadership. I mean, especially the. I mean, it's, why? Well, without a VP, is like now. Guess what? It it, it all mm-hmm. falls. Well, without a VP, without a secretary, without a road captain, without an acting sergeant at arms, we got—I mean, you—you you got all these officer positions falling under one individual, the president. And okay. So it, it's I, hard. I think I know what Shane's getting at. 
what does it do to the morale of everybody else in the chapter? Okay, the morale. Well, if <laughs> no, if if one day you wake up and he cannot be a Green Knight anymore, yeah. what does that do to the morale of the chapter? What will it do to the chapter? Well, if it happens the way it happened to eighty one, I mean, <laughs> do we, we need to discuss this? I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. People right. are going to get pissed, and they're not going to like the idea, hey, why are you removing him? Well, he doesn't fall into the criteria anymore. Well, you know what? I'm leaving, too. Well, you Is know what? Gonna... There goes. Okay. And... Yeah. It, it... I'm going to go with what Bulldog has said. Because of that, we have to be very cautious in how we move forward so that we don't become a 100% veteran club, i.e. an American Legion or a VFW club. Because we are established on the basis of being ordained by a wing leadership position. Somebody in command at some post or some base said it's okay for you all to be here. So you have to have that military tie. You have to have that ability to go to the wing commander, the beach commander, the post commander, somebody to say, here's what we're doing. Here's where we can really, really use your support and assistance. How do you maintain that but open it up so we can allow some extremely valuable and extremely important people like the gentleman we just spoke to continue to be nice? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You have to have the involvement on the military installation. That is true. But when you're not no longer a military member, that doesn't mean that you got to stop serving that that installation you can i mean like like for yourself or myself i mean once i retire i can still be involved with the uh, coaching as a rider coach for the military uh, the novice riders that are getting a bike that military members you can still have yeah. um that rapport with the safety office hey you know what we want you to establish uh or or provide mm-hmm. us with with the green knight booth with what you guys do and what you represent and and so you keep the involvement going. I mean, when I retire, what, the Green Knights are going to be gone? Um, no, you look for those individuals that are going to fill that role. But until then, somebody's got to keep keep it going. Okay. I mean, we, we look at, I mean, a perfect example would be Chapter 28. So once again, I, I'm on... I'm on. Y'all have heard me on my soapbox, and I think Shane's right there sitting next to me. And Bulldog is doing a great job in the aspects of maintaining that. That hey, we have to ensure we continue down the right path of where we're supposed to go. You, Wizard, have all the pieces of that puzzle going. Okay, why is it so important on who we have? You've named it all. All those reasons. Otherwise, we have an incident that happens at Chapter 81, only it's happening everywhere. Yeah, it's going to happen everywhere. Eventually, if you're going to go by that, it's going to happen at every every club in the nation. Yeah, so, I, I think, you know, honestly, international bylaws can be looked at and, um, you know, look at those types of situations. If you've got a guy that joins, that was active duty, you know, and joined, and then something happens, he's medically put out or medically retired, and when he joined the club, he was golden. And then, you know, you're not going to ask that guy to leave. I mean, you shouldn't, in my opinion. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tight tightrope we've got to walk. We've got to come up with these exceptions into the international bylaws, I think, to, to make it a little more friendly. Right now, they're very rigid. Here, here's the thing. And rigid for a reason, but very rigid. Yeah. I remember when I first came in to the Green Knights was prior to these bylaws existing mm-hmm. um, the, as as they set now. And one of the big things that was, was going back and forth with some of these was, much like the patches, Adam encouraged mm-hmm. all of the chapters to be kind of their own. Unique, yeah. Uh, unique, yeah. because just like each installation, each group is mm-hmm. unique to have that. Um, when these got really the way they are now, I, and I, I, I'm still, I have a hard time because these bylaws, when they were originally thrown out there, it was that they are to be what governs international, not all the chapters. So where did it go from the international bylaws governing international to international bylaws governing everybody? If that's the case, there's no chapter that needs to do their own bylaws, correct? Yeah, that's true. So what's the use of having individual chapter bylaws if we are all going to fall under this one? And it goes back to the same thing what you said about the patches. Hey, you know what? This is the green eyed patch. This is the one we use. Mm-hmm. So, well, and remember, with, with the green knight's patch, there's one thing that has to be constant between all of them, and that's the knight in the center. You know that's well. No, but know. I mean the, the the perfect example was there. You 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 said, hey, all the patches are unique, and every okay, every chapter is going to be unique. So, but we're going to follow international. Then okay, then we need to have the green eyed patch for everybody. If, it, if we're going to do the same thing with the bylaws, the the, the constitution, mm-hmm. well, then why is it being changed? Considered for for the back patch. Yeah. Oh, um, and and we're all. I mean, I think we're all kind of seeing that. Um. So, you know, we've got some stuff. We have our next interview in 10 minutes, and I know we've been sitting here for a while. Um, I need to hit the restroom and and reload my water. Uh, Hopefully you guys do, too. I'm going to leave this recording. Hopefully you're not not reloading with what you're going to go to the restroom with. (laughs) Well, no. See, I I even planned like those, uh, you know, astronauts, and I threw on a diaper just in case. No, I'm joking. I'm not that old. Yeah, where's MacGyver? Uh, MacGyver, this is Wizard. Uh, sir, are you still on? I am. <laughs> I'm going to take a, a step away here, yeah. guys. So. Uh, yeah, and you, and you posed a, a, a great question there. Uh, are you going anywhere, MacGyver? No. Okay. Yeah, you know, and and that's a good way to bring it to, to everybody's attention. Is so what do we do? I mean, I ask you, what would you want me or our chapter to do in these circumstances? Well, you guys have already hit it, and here's my thing, okay? We've been, you all have been brought together to do an investigation into an issue in a chapter. When the Air Force, the Army, the Marines, the Navy, or the Coast Guard are in a development stage of something, they bring, they usually bring a team together to formulate. You have the the planning stage of, okay, the forming, norming, all that good stuff that everybody goes through. But to come up with a product that can be utilized across the board. Yeah. Okay. 
you all brought up the point. If every chapter is supposed to be following under the international bylaws, then why does each chapter have to write their own bylaws? Well, because those chapter bylaws are supposed to identify the uniqueness of the situation of where they're at. Yeah. So what it should be is chapter such, like when we open up the book of bylaw and you have articles one through whatever, article one through whatever is the Bible. We can't change the Ten Commandments. But we can create the New Testament for your chapter. That's where the transition period, the the years of, you know, of whatever is happening, depending on, you know, our defense, our situation, the installation. Exactly. Some bases are, you know, they're... International bylaws would be Old Testament. This is how you establish your chapter, get everything going. These are the parameters you must go, go by. New Testament of the Bible is where you go, okay, well, we don't want to kill so-and-so. We don't want to throw so-and-so. We don't want to offer as a sacrifice, but we'll feed the hungry, right? Because you've identified what will make you prosper. It just can't go against the written international bylaw. You can add to it, but you can't take away. That's the way Adam is currently saying it. Well, how about this? With this investigation, we are seeing that some valuable members were lost because of the way that the bylaws are written. Are we in agreement? Yes. So if we see that some valuable members were lost, how can we adjust or rewrite our international bylaws to improve them, yeah, I to think, make uh, them, to write it in a way where chapters can prosper, and our name, the Green Knights, can thrive even more. Yeah, I think Colt made a, a good uh, statement as far as uh, referencing, you know, the the veterans, the different categories, the you know, hey, a vet, like he, uh, uh, Shane just said, hey, we're all veterans. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, it's not an easy task. And then that's why I think, I mean, you, you look at the Air Force, uh, Department of Defense, our nation, how, you know, we're always asked to do to keep up with the changes, to to accept some of the new policies, some of the new regulations, OIs, AFIs, but yet that's uh, not to say that the foundation, the way the, what what we were founded on, is is going to go away. Yeah, you can still use that as a basis of where we all got started. Yeah, and I like the way you put it: the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, you know, you just got to adapt and. Make it work. Because if you don't, you're going to fall on your own sword. Yeah. Well, those those key people, the, the guys that are, you know, very involved with fundraising, the poker runs, events, and usually those are the go-getters. And 
now who's going to make things happen? And then you, it's, it's, every club is going to have to start over with new leadership, with you know a new press, a new top three, and then the membership. And well, you don't meet the criteria, and then oh, it doesn't have to be that way. But thank you very much, and happy Veterans Day to you and to all the brothers in arms. Well, uh, you, you look like you guys had some fun up there. I'm sorry I missed it, but oh, it I had a, uh, a heater issue that I had to fix. My oh, water yeah, heater yeah. On, my, on my house on wheels went out, so I had to fix that sucker. I got to winter. Winter time coming around, yeah. That is... Yeah, I can tell you. When <laughs> it got down to the, the low 50s, Ooh, brother. You were reminded that it needed to be fixed, huh? <laughs> Shane, it took I will tell Yes, sir. I will tell you this. My first 9 months working for Pima starting November of what, 2 years ago. I lived in my camper out at a campground in the first winter we had negative 0 degrees temperature and I still stayed in it. Oh, I'll do that. It my pipes were frozen. Either. Well, my pipes were frozen. Everything was frozen up on it. The only thing I could do was go over to the um, the shower house and shower there. Did it have hot water? Oh, yeah. The shower house had <laughs> hot water year-round, so it wasn't that bad. It was just okay. I had to so. – with the propane heater, and I had two electric heaters in there to keep me from freezing. I, I'm all good with that. It's when I have to get in a cold-ass shower because there's no cold, hot water I have issues with. <laughs> oh, you're, not at camp- you're not at a campground? Oh, I'm at a campground, but they don't have showers. Well, that's bullcrap. Okay. So if they would have showers, I would have said, fuck it, I'll just go down and shower. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been an issue. But, yeah, when my water heater decided to taking shit on me and I had to fix it, it was, do I want to be the next Bruce Jenner? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I like to enjoy my manhood? I I understand. I I have mine up for sale just in case. (laughs) Uh, It's been Uh, enough time in it. I'm good. Clarification. My camper's for sale. Okay, thank you. I went to a Bruce Jenner joke, and then you say you have yours up for sale. Listen, you know what? No, I, I couldn't tell that. I was, I was just ignoring the the joke. I mean, actually, today I got to use the joke about the fled Zeppelin. You guys saw that on the news, right? Uh, no. Aberdeen Proving Ground had one of these big... Um, blimps that does like the surface air stuff well it broke the tether down at Aberdeen in Maryland the automatic deflators did not work properly so the fled Zeppelin decided to go visit Lancaster County Hershey and finally decided to come down close enough uh, up around Columbia County near Centralia PA the place that's burning forever and then finally came down in 
Montour County, which is our smallest county. Um, I'll tell you that setting down in our emergency, our, you know, EOC Emergency Operations Center and setting with the phone call with the National Guard guys, all the active duty guys, the guys from the company, um, that was hilarious. And I just was up there in Montour County today, and the guys were, you know, that's their big thing. They got a big sign up. We down fled Zeppelin. <laughs> but it was, it's like a million dollar thing. Nobody was allowed to get like inside the stuff. The tether that it broke from, the balloon was up at almost 8,000 foot. Uh-huh. And the tether broke. So basically from the balloon down to where the tether broke was 6,800 foot of inch and a half steel cable. Holy shit, Batman. Well, at fir- well it, when it first broke, it just shot straight up in the air, caught on the things, and it didn't start coming down till, you know, halfway up through the state of Pennsylvania. And that's what, when that tether got started getting tied up in power lines, cars, uh-huh. everything else, is when it started, and the automatic deflators started working, that's when it finally came down to the ground. And uh, the funniest thing was sitting there waiting um, to find out stuff. And the guy from the National Guard, our adjutant general for the PA Guard, goes, well, can we shoot it down? And the guy from, I think it was uh, Raytheon or whatever, said, um, it's designed to withstand small arms fire up to 50 cal. And so they're like, so you're saying I need a tank? And they're like, yeah, pretty much. He goes, I got them. They got Apaches too, but yeah, I could see that. They launch an Apache or a tank to shoot down a a Army Research Lab Zeppelin. You know, police were out trying to uh, do pot shots at it. Uh, once it finally came down to deflate the rest of it, um, they had to take shotguns with birdshot out and just pepper the whole thing because inside it, inside the Zeppelin is little balls that are basically what's filled with all of the stuff. And you just had to go through and bust all the balls up. But it was great. It made it all over the news. Um, there's I, a lot I of... I saw the pictures of it, but I didn't know the story behind it. I don't have TV where I'm at, so... Oh, yeah, no. Um, it, it was quite funny. I mean, it, it broke loose. It skyrocketed, and then it came down. You know, I'm sitting there, and I see it come across the news that a... a military blimp flying across and then I get hey you, you need to go downstairs and sit with the director I'm like crap I said is this thing going to take me into overtime and they're like maybe so we just sat down there and we're like there's nothing we can do you know they nothing they could do they're sitting there going oh well just if you can get a hold of the tether you can tie it down and and all this and they're like yeah, but it's got all kinds of power lines tangled up in it. Why would you want to tear it down? That's so, when you hire the uh, helicopter power line trimmers. Yeah, we have. Well, I mean, we have a big aviation thing here at the garden. It was only about an hour, oh, a twenty-minute flight north of us. But it was a fun day. And it looks I like we have our army captain. It was done about six months prior. Huh? So I like the interview with the Army captain that was done about six months prior talking about, you know, how it would, you know, they don't worry about the tether at all. It's it's rated up to 100-mile-an-hour winds or whatever. Talk about how good it was. Oh, there, was 
karma is a beautiful thing. It always yeah. comes back to bite you in the ass. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we I that day we'd already... Or something. Yeah, that day it was uh, high wind reports from the National Weather Service for the area. It's like, great. If this thing stays up in the air and drags that steel cable across anything else, luckily it was in the most less populated portion of the state. Hello? Yep. Oh, hey, it looks like we have Chuck on the line. Sorry, Chuck. No, that's all right. Um, well, uh, we all just getting back from a break. Um, that's fine. I'm Shane Woodmancy. I'm the chapter at Wild Woody, Chapter X, Sergeant at Arms, uh, kind of running this panel together. Um, we also have a few others with us. Uh, Wizard? Yeah, Osvaldo Villarreal, Sir Wizard, uh, Chapter 4. Prez from Lackland Air Force Base, San Antonio. Welcome, Chuck. Yep. Alan? This is uh, Alan uh, Bulldog Thompson from Chapter 32 up at Wright-Patterson. Good to talk to you again, Chuck. Yeah, you, uh, same here. And Shane, the other one. Uh, Shane Buck, otherwise known as MacGyver, your international member's advocate, here to uh, kind of uh, make sure that You've got somebody who represents our members, as well as if there's any other um, clarifying questions that I, I need for myself, I'll chime in. Otherwise, I'm just here to listen. Okay. All right. Um, Chuck, just to let you know, um, first off, this is gonna this is recorded. Um, right. What it is is we have another member from our group um, that just had surgery, so he's not uh, available to listen to this now. Um, and him and these uh, recordings will actually go up to international for their final determination uh, of all of this. Now uh, we're just okay. here to ask the questions. Uh, now that the panel has been said uh, who they were, are there any people on the panel that uh, you would feel would have an unjust bias for or against you? No. Okay. I uh, just wanted to get all that out of the way. Um, once again, uh, just to let you know up front, we have until 26 um November of this month to have all these done and our recommendations passed up to international we are not making decisions we are only making uh recommendations to international uh from all of these interviews uh it'll be the international top 3's um final determination for everything that's involved right what we're going to have you do is uh we just want you to start um telling us what happened um prior to the um, election night and some of the things that may have triggered that prior to and leading up to to include through the election night of, from your words, what had happened. Okay, uh, I joined uh, October of last year. Uh, I was put in the position of road captain up till uh, January, maybe February of this year, because uh, lunchbox William Kennedy stepped down. He actually him and his uh, wife deployed over to England, so he dropped down as VP. And uh, Jay Rattle, Bob Thibodeau got voted up to VP. So that left starting off spot open. The club unanimously voted me in that that position. I was fine as road captain, but you know neither here nor there. But I got put in that spot, and uh, before I joined this club, I had looked at a lot of other clubs, and on the outside looking in, 
it looked like a well-respected club. You know, they they was had the shit together, and everything going. Till I joined the club, then you could see where pieces was falling apart and stuff was not being followed up and done like they were being held up in the meeting, and ideas that come about was not being carried out and followed through once I had joined. And you know, but and that's there as, as when I first joined the club was real was small. And we kept growing and kept getting bigger. But we're getting, we're getting bigger. The issues were getting bigger with it. More issues and ideas was coming about, and none of them was being followed through. And a lot of the club members was having problems with, well, why we keep doing this? And, and this is not, this job is not getting completed, or this task is not being followed through. And then we keep adding more on and more on and more on. And that was one of the issues I had. The uh, incident so I can think of is that happened leading up to it was we had planned on having the election at another member's house. Well, during that time, just a uh, matter of fact, it was Dom's house, him and his wife's house. Somehow along the way, Dom got to making comments back to on our private page on the Trap Ready One page, just mainly asking questions, well, it got out of hand. They would say it got way out of hand. He drops out. That's time for 30 days, just wants to take a break and get away from everything. Well, we went ahead and canceled the party, the, the election, having it there at his house, but he chose to go ahead and have, go ahead and have the cookout, and uh, certain ones didn't, wasn't invited or wasn't even asked to come due to the fact they was having issues with Dom. Well, once they found out that they wasn't there and the rest of us was there, but nobody was in, had their blood on or anything like that. It was just a family get-together, cookout, hangout, socialize. It was actually on a Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend. And uh, anyway... Chris found out about it, his wife and a few other ones that they wasn't invited. The reason it was because they had an issue with Dom. And we didn't want no big stink starter, nobody fighting and carrying on. Just, and Dom was offered for them to come, but he would leave his own house. We said, no, there's no need in that. So we went ahead and had the party and just kind of hung out. Well, anyway, they got mad about it or whatever, but Jess wound up dropping out for 30 days. She got mad about it. And then it led up to the election. We had chose to get Chris, move Chris out because he wasn't following through like he was supposed to. We go to have me, he really wasn't sure what was going on or what needed to be handled, or you know, he wouldn't carry the meat. Now it was more or less Bob did a lot of the talking, the VP. Well, closer it got to the end of the election. He started stepping up and doing what he was supposed to be doing. But what got me, and I was fine with whether he got or I got voted out of Sergeant Arms, but he was still P. But we were going to try to, you know, put somebody else in position the better for the better the club was all it was. What bothered me is he come in that night of the election. And said, before we even hold the election, I heard from Adam 
at International. Our bylaws is all screwed up. So throwing them away, disregarding them, we're going back, reverting back to International bylaws, which means that only access to tire, the DFC license can be in this club. And after he said that, he turned around and looked at me and Bob both said, I need both your patches immediately. And then he began to tell everybody else that be in the club due to the fact that they were not active, retired, or held a DOD license. And all it boiled down to was he knew he was going to get voted out and he was not going to let that happen. Now, whether Adam told him he could do that or that was the case, I have no idea. But that's what bothered me for him to come up and do that. And he not only did he do that the night before, or not the night, the night of the meeting, he took one of the patch members, called one of the patch members that he knew that he could, thought he could put on his side that uh, is not retired, but is, uh, uh, has served in the uh, Marine Corps. Him and him, his, uh, Chris, his wife, and two other uh, Dang it. Landshark and Winch. They all had a private meeting. They offered him an honorary patch if he would go on their side and join with them. No, and let and let them on a secret, knowing that what he was going to do tonight, that night of the meeting. Hello. Yeah, yeah. we're here. We're here. Yeah. We're just writing yeah. our notes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Would you say that he was bribed in a sense to? to yeah, he was bribed. He was. He was bribed. bribed. Yeah, and and the guy that he said, no, I'm not doing that. He took his patch off that night before he showed up to the meeting. He didn't have it on his back, and that's why he was kind of concerned. Well, where's your where's your patch at? And he never said anything until Chris said that. And he called him out and told him, you know, told us right in front of everybody what Chris had done. Called him off to the side and said. This is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. We want you to be with us. Okay. Hey, Chuck, this is Wizard. I got a question. Going back to the uh, the way the club was conducting business, uh, I mean, there was a concern that was brought to our attention about uh, the finances, about yeah, some records was- not... Yeah, not right. being kept. Chris would get money from from Christie, which was the treasurer, or take it out of the bank, and we'll never you you had to buy him, chase him down to get a receipt from him on it if you got one. Okay. We took we raised uh a thousand and eleven hundred fifty nine dollars to go to take up to uh uh the Battle Buddy fund up in uh, Ohio. Donated, gave, gave the, them $500 towards the Battle Buddy uh, Foundation. Took 400 and put in gas cars, which we told Chris we would cover for the gas. We'd, we'd figure it out make a way to work it. Work. No, we're going to take this money and we're going to put it towards gas. Okay, that's fine. That'll work. He kept all the cars. He controlled the cars. The first time we stopped and got gas, I got out with him. He swapped the car and got it, pumped the gas. I said, you're not going to get a receipt? Oh, we don't need one. There's not that much left in the card. No receipts from any of the cards. The other hundred and something dollars, I have no idea where it went. I don't know nothing about it. 
Me and my wife paid for our own meals while we was there. Uh, whatever we drank, I mean, we paid for my own gas from my bike while we was there. No money out of the card was back to the club, you know, club members. He controlled all the cards. So, uh, yeah, records weren't being kept. Was it? Uh, would you say the the responsibility of of the treasurer, or I mean, he just had full control of the finances as well, and he didn't pretty really. Much kept, he wanted full control of the finances as well. I mean, but you guys brought it to his attention, and how did he respond when when? I, well, I ain't got it yet. I, I got to find her. I got to get it to you, and you'd ask him next meeting. Well, where's this receipt at? Well, I ain't got it. I, I'll get it. Did you guys ever have officer meetings to you know discuss? proposals or ideas to have during the membership meetings that's what we was working towards too okay i mean the club had had gotten had gone from six or eight to about 17 or 18 pretty quick really okay and you know we were trying to get and everybody was throwing ideas and we were buying this and going here and doing that i'm Okay. Well, you answered my question. I, I guess uh, continue with uh, where where you were at. Um, you're talking about the election. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it boiled down to, in my opinion. Chris destroyed an entire club because he didn't want to let go of being the president. Bottom line, that's all it is. He didn't want to get that position up, and he the only way he could figure out how to do it is what he done. I mean, if, if that's the case and if that's the rule we had to go by, why were we allowed to bring in members that were had served? Like myself, I only did four years, but I did serve in combat, and I am a disabled vet. Uh, how was I allowed to join the club if that was the case? Uh um, hey, uh, Chuck, this is Shane Woodmancy. Um, just real quick, were you a member prior to Chris becoming a member, or how was that time frame? No, Chris was a, Chris had been peace for quite a while, probably two years, three years before I joined. Okay. Yes. No, I, I just joined October of last year. But I've, I've been riding with him for three or four years, you know, at different events and stuff, and I'd, I'd see him at events, and I'd go on rides with him here and there, but I just joined last year. They come to me and ask me, you know, about joining, and I said, well, because I tried to get into, or actually start two other clubs here in town, and it, it ain't real easy to do that, not here. So many you want percent of clubs that's controlling this area, it's kind of hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody start a club around here. And uh, we were fighting, fighting that battle back, too, and Rattle joined with him, and then he had talked to me about joining. And I, I was kind of hesitant at first because, you know, I'd I just been through that issue with, club, you know, trying to get clubs started. And I thought, well, hell, you know, this one's already established. What's the chance of them? They ain't going to be able to touch this and it, it being military. Well, I still want to get my patch taken off my back, so. And that's what bothers me. Um, are there any specific instances um, other than the ones that you've given 
um, that you can remember of anything that would cause had created like those other than the uh, barbecue at Dom's house. Anything else you can uh, any events like that or of uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, as far as the funds, the only little bit I knew, much, uh, even as big as one of the top three, I didn't know much about what was going on, where money was going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when, yeah, when, uh, say, if we had to send flowers to somebody, Chris would post it, send a mass message that texts out to everybody, uh, everybody good for this, you know, let's do this, and everybody would agree or disagree, and then that would be handled. But other than that, I didn't really know much about the finance other than when we held our meeting, what we had and what was spent. Not what was spent, but how much was on hand and, and what we had. And that was about it. As you being the Sergeant at Arms, um, did you feel that you were allowed to have control and keep the meetings under control? Once I made it clear, that's what my job was to do. Uh, we would hold the meetings, and somebody would knock on the door. We did a closing meeting once a month, and somebody would knock on the door, or just anybody would get and go answer. I said, no, that is my job to do that. You mm-hmm. sit down, let me handle, find out who it is. Uh, and I've been Sergeant Arms at the American Legion. I was there for six years as Sergeant Arms. I know the position of what I had to do there, and it's kind of along the same lines as uh, with the Green Knights. Uh, it's basically a first sergeant position. Uh, and Chris and his wife mainly had a problem with it. Uh, his wife especially. You know, she didn't want nobody telling her what she could and couldn't do. And I just let a lot of times let it go because you know it was the P's wife and you need to deal with it, not me. Yeah, if you hear uh, silence for a little bit, we're just writing our notes down. Yeah, that's fine. I understand. And that's pretty much all I've got to tell y'all is this the incident that and I just I felt like that Chris just snowed everybody the meeting he knew what he was going to do he knew what he had to do to get to keep what he wanted and the thing is he don't realize we wasn't wanting to run him off we wanted to let him be stay his pee but he had we was going to you know put him under probation providing he followed the person that that was voted in as pee and stayed with them and stayed on track of stuff. He could get the position back. It wasn't an issue. We didn't want him out of the club or kick him out. That wasn't an issue. We just want him to start doing what he was supposed to be doing as a, as a, as a P. Chuck, are ah. you involved in the, um, the latest rewrite of the bylaws. Do what now? Were you involved in the latest yes, rewrite? Yes. I actually, uh, he come one, uh, I don't remember which meeting it was. It was 
might have been August, August, September. Might have been August meeting. He come to us with the bylaws, the final, the finalization of it. I need everybody's signature in the top five positions so we could get it to Adam and get it approved. Well, I signed off on it. That's the last I seen of it. And then he comes up the night of the election meeting. Our bylaws are no good. I think the question that uh, Bulldog had posed was that were you involved with the rewrite of the the bylaws? No, not we the heard. It, the, no. it was it was written, and then we just looked over it and seen if we agreed or approved on it. Okay. Was, was it brought to the chapter membership to approve those bylaws and voted in? Was it brought to who? To the chapter membership. Or is it just, or just the officers that signed it? Without oh, it was, brought, it was brought to the chapter. Everybody in the chapter uh, voted and agreed on the bylaws. Okay. And then officers uh, signed off on it once it was finalized. Just trying to go through my notes here. Um, Wizard, do you have any other questions? Um, well, I guess, uh, you know, we, you felt uh, betrayed by the way it was all conducted, especially without a notice about the, the removal of the patches, the members. Now, in this, this uh, th and that's why we're here, the, the panel trying to provide some information to to international, but you feel there's an opportunity for this this organization to to reestablish itself with with some of these other members that have left, or um, may consider coming back if if it's given the opportunity. Yes, I feel like there is, uh, but it's I mean some things have got to change. Mainly like with Chris. Mainly, mainly with Chris. I mean, he's going to have to change his ways, you know, basically. And it's going to take a lot of uh, damage control in this area is, is getting respect back for this club. Because as of right now, a lot of the other mill clubs right here does not do not respect the Green Knights as far as I'm concerned. So it wasn't just detrimental to the organization, but also... Uh, the uh, the way you're perceived by by other clubs as well by the clubs in this area, yes. Yeah. But you would consider it, it. I mean, this is just me asking you on a personal basis. If you if you were given that opportunity to come back, would you re-engage with the Green Knights? Yes. Yes, I would. Okay. Thank you. Chuck, what would be um... You know, if you had the opportunity to provide a resolution to this situation and everything's on the table, everything's possible, how would you see a uh, solution to this current situation? Uh, 
once uh, Chris and Jess would have to be asked to step out of the club. Period. Not just I don't know that he could he could ever. I don't know he could ever run the club or be a part of it without wanting to control it. Him and his wife both, mainly her. I mean, she's she is unreal sometimes. And then the anything boy, else? No, nah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, there's two other members in the club, Brandy and uh, uh. Dang it. Winch and Landshark, they always comment how much they've got international back pocket and, and they get anything they want. All they got to do is call them and it's theirs. And and they were part of the, the that was the four that talked to the one of our other members, pulled him to the side and was going to bring him as honorary member in. So I, I don't know whether to trust them or not either. I really don't know. But you, you think it's because they were uh, approached by Chris, saying you know that had to be done? Did you think they were kind of coerced into that, or? I really don't know, man, because I haven't talked to them since then. I ain't even talked to Chris since this happened. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna take some time to get to get the club back. You, it's not gonna happen overnight. It'll take some time to get it back where it needs to be. That's all I've got, Shane. Um, I'm trying to think if we pretty much covered everything. Um, Shane Buss, do you have anything? Is Shane there? Is he here? I don't know. I am here. I just had to unmute myself. No. Um, I don't have any questions. Um, if you could, uh, I guess one final question for you, for me, for international, if you had a way to change the way the the bylaws are with regards to veterans and them being allowed into the, the the Green Knights as a whole, um, what would you offer as an idea? For letting uh, letting veterans be allowed in? Yes, sir. Like, uh, from what Chris used as a reasoning to um, remove members from Chapter 81, Mm-hmm. What would you offer to say? Hey, I think certain things need to be changed. Here's the why. I feel like a, a honorable discharge veteran should be allowed to join a mili- the the, uh, the Green Knights due to the fact that they did serve and they were honorably discharged. That's all I have. Yeah, I I mean, I don't have too much more. Um, you know, I thank you for everything that you've done uh, for oh, the club and, and everything else, you know, being here. 
Um, you know, like I said, we've still got a couple more days to go through some interviews. Right. Um, hopefully you I will hear. I more than anybody. I mean, just I thought I'd done find me a home, you know. I was I was there for the long haul. Uh-huh. But what, what happens, happens, you know. Yeah. So maybe it, it maybe it you know it'll work out. That's yeah, Chuck, th- th- this is Wizard. I just I'm curious to see, uh, you know, as as you mentioned, the, I like the term you use as a sergeant at arms, uh, being considered as the first sergeant for the organization, and um, I mean you got to represent the membership not only in the community, but especially on the military installation. Did you have a good rapport with, um, was it Moody Air Force Base? Or did you have any contact with any of the leadership there? I didn't have much there? contact because I don't have much contact to get on Moody. And so that's another issue is okay. There's some things by being veterans, you know, I don't I don't get much. True, we don't true. Get and on I, Moody. Yeah, I, I was just curious to see if you, had, to go if you had any rapport or any, any contacts or how. No, I did not. You know. no. Okay. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, this, and um, just want to thank you for your time. I appreciate you making us, uh, giving us the opportunity to, to share some of your your views, your your personal uh, feelings about how the, all this came down. I know a lot of people were upset, and we're just trying to bring some good information, some facts to, to you know, so this decision can be made. Uh, so I, I personally thank you since since we were the ones that kind of talked to you about making the time so thank you for your right. service uh, happy veterans day oh same same here to you yeah thank you yeah hey i don't have too much else for you chuck um you know you've you've given us you know everything that we've needed to, to move forward uh with your interview um is there any closing comments or anything you'd like to know no i just uh no not really i I just hope we can get this get this straightened out and figure out, you know, the next step we need to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll try that as much as we can. So once again, thank you for your time. Um, you know, if you have nothing else, you can go ahead and drop off the call. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Take care. Good night. Uh, thank you. Good night. Bye bye. You're welcome. Yep. Okay, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing we've heard yeah. over and over. I think, maybe been, so. uh, I think it's definitely been corroborated. I think there what might have mean? been some notes some notes shared there, some of the comments comparable to, to uh, the other ones. The Bob. Well, those two are together all the time, from my understanding. Yeah, and, and that's that's why I'm saying they 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 pretty much had the same views, and when which is the way you know how it probably happened. So yeah. When you heard him say that uh, with the Way forward, maybe removal of Chris and said wife, um, based on the information that you've heard thus far. 
what what are your guys' views? So I, I think it, I don't think the club can ever go back to being what it was prior to October 6th. Um, I think lines were drawn at that point that can't be undone. And, you know, you hate seeing anybody leave the club for any reason, but I, I don't think it will be successful if we try to put it all back together like it was before. I, I don't think it can go back together the way it was before. Um, you know, until we have Chris's uh, explanation on some things, um, you know, there, there's some things there. Um, you know, whether they were all together because something tells me that we're going to hear the same things that Brian said from Chris. Because, I mean, pretty much we've got the two sides and we got to figure out what's in between. What I mean, I that's what you is, is we've heard how many stories now with regards to his wife and some things that she has said or done. And do that, does that fit the image of a knight? No, sir. No. If, if it happened as they said it, no. And, and the, the kicker is two people almost verbatim of the same thing mm-hmm. from two different people. Um, you know, it, Chuck was very, he didn't go graphic um, like, you know, Bob actually did after he asked us if he could. And then who was it? Angie kind of just let that one fly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's that, no, that, I mean, whether you're under their old bylaws or the new bylaws, um, you know, I don't think that it's, it's definitely not. I mean, that would be grounds for at minimum um, a suspension for up to one year. And I'm just using that because of instances that I've had to deal with. Um, While it's tough not to, you never want to remove anybody because, you know, it's, it's tough, but if it's all that has to happen in order to get through this, then, then you got to make the hard decision. Yeah. I just, I just looking at everything, if it was everybody in the club was working under the understanding of Chapter 81's bylaws, except for two people when they had found out that they were wrong and then they were doing stuff behind the back and then claiming international bylaws. Because, you know, Brian was the one that said that he first noticed the difference. Right. Um, and then he went to Chris and between him and Chris, and I mean, he, Brian collaborated it and everybody else said that they were having meetings on the backside. And I mean, we're talking at, at the course of two days. Um, because is that what Brian said? Like on the 4th of October is when he found all this. And then, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then it was the sixth was when all this happened. So in the course of two days, I mean, we've seen Adam's text messages to and from, um, Chris, um, 
So, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm still wondering how much Adam knew about what was going on because a lot of these people, you know, I hate to go outside a chapter and bring ones in, but, you know, they brought up um, the previous uh, president and people that they knew from that chapter are the ones that kind of brought them in. Um, do you guys feel a- that maybe we should uh, interview this individual to see uh, Redneck, the guy that was, I guess, being not, well, I, I mean, he did say, he mentioned he was being uh, bribed. Well, I mean, and, and Brian Brian said that. Brian said they were yeah. offering him that, and he turned it down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, Brian said it in Bob and Chuck, so, I mean, it's kind of. But, uh, I mean, I'm wondering what, what did they tell him? I mean, how they approached him and what did well, they I, say? For, if, if we just go and we take Chris at what the face value is as now the information that we have. Oh, well, he's gonna. The money, the money is the biggest issue for that. I mean, that right there, um, because that's not conduct becoming a knight. I mean, okay. I, I have a, gonna... I have a. Go ahead, sorry. I want to chime in on that. That cop, something that he said caused me to pull over, and I was doing about seventy miles an hour. Traffic behind me. My jaw hit the ground, and then my my foot hit the brakes to pull over to ask the question. You did two events to raise $1,059. Then you do, you take that money, and you utilize it to purchase cards to pay for your way to get there, as well as cash is also going to be used to go back to the club. But that was not disclosed during the event to those that donated. And they also got the extra 100 bucks from Combat Vets, which is why okay. it went... Or was it 150 from Combat Vets or 100? It was 100. It was 100. So 100, they did yeah. 650 is what you got, correct, Bulldog? No, we got 500 uh, from Chapter 81 to go to Battle Buddy, and then we got $100 from the Combat Vets in the uh, Valdosta area to go to the con- okay. to go to Battle Buddy. Because the minutes from that one, what, when, when was that, um, that April? Was your, uh, the, the, your the Pokemon Battle Buddy? was in May. It was in um, May. The end okay. of May. So that probably beginning of June. Um, okay, so this is their bylaw. This is their me- meeting minute notes from July 9th, 2015. And I checked through all of them. They all do match up. So from what Angie sent us and what Chris sent us. So it was just okay. his thing showed up from that. I, that's why I was going back and forth. I had double pain. So here's what it says. Ohio Run donated 650 for Battle Buddy Foundation. Combat Vets donated 100. Total raised was over 1,000. That's in their meeting minute notes. Okay. So taking that. <laughs> but wow. Bulldog only got 500. Again, so we take that. 
right there on its own. If you don't disclaim that not all of the proceeds are going to go to the what you're donating to, you are putting the entire club in harm's way of an audit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, just reputation in itself, beyond any yep. legal stuff, just reputation is not repairable. Oh, and I mean, that's... You know, and that's my thing. If I'm if I'm going to start with a big showstopper, it's the the lack of accountability for money. Now we can only say so much. That's the only proof that we have of money, because Dave Shu still has not provided us the um, bank oh, yeah. account statements. And I know that you guys had also asked Chris for those, and Chris has not sent them in either. Correct. So the only money that we can actually track down and no hard facts is, is what you guys received from them, which was 500 and 100 from combat vets. They're many so let me, meeting. Let me get with my treasurer too. Okay. To ensure those numbers are correct. That that's yeah. my recollection. Okay. Let me let me get my and, treasurer and go back through those, his reports to find out for sure. Okay. And if it's if it's the 650, that's still it. But I see where Shane's going. There's still four hundred and some dollars not accounted for. Oh, absolutely. Because those are the cards and everything else. And I mean, if I got two guys saying, you know, that they're and you hey, got uh, yeah. Oh, hold on, but um, Bob had mentioned that they had bought four hundred dollar gift cards, or to that use. Right. To pay for gas and to pay for their, uh, was that but for did they produce, you had two of them, both individuals say Chris didn't they, provide any receipts, plus he was using it to buy food, drinks, snacks, and, or drinks. Yeah. And they both stated they used their own money for the trip. And after they said, you know, they used their own money for the one barbecue the the poker run and all this, I mean, these are guys that are, you know, spending their own money for that. I kind of got a hard question as to where other stuff is going. Okay. I mean, and that, that's just me. I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, the guys talking, you know, they're talking. At the same time, I also look at the other things that are being said, as in Chris's wife, you know, Chris might be under a lot of stresses, and I understand that um, because obviously if my wife was acting the way that these comments have been said and she was acting that way, and, I mean, we have already seen and heard about the other Facebook posts, but if my wife was acting like that, it would either, A, drive me to drink, kill her, um, or, or get rid of her. And, you know, if all these people keep saying that he was, she was disrespecting him, I mean, that's a tough thing to go on there, you know, and yeah. he's going to take his wife's side the whole way. So maybe he was, I hate to say it, maybe he took the money to give her, you know, money so it kept her somewhat happy or whatever the case may be. I mean, and, until we hear his side of things, it's going to be really like tough. Like you just said, maybe he took the money to have a beer to shut her up, i.e. shut exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it still never should have happened that way. No. You know what? Uh, and I'm going to go back to the the money that was given to him to go to the IOC. I mean, if if you can't afford to go, and I'm sorry, we all want to go to make every event by all means, but 
if you can't afford to go, and the 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 club already was generous enough to vote on it and allow you to go, but I mean, as a press, come on now, you can't you can't rely on that. You shouldn't even. It was a nice gesture, maybe maybe take some of it, but I wouldn't. You know, I said, no, nah, I I can't take well, this. The, the well, issue well, I Chris have showed up. Chris showed up at a day later, I think, than uh, the rest of them did. I'm not sure who came up with him. I've been one of the other people in the club with him. But he okay. showed up later, and he stayed in, like I said, their rooms and stuff. I mean, he yeah. didn't hardly have any expenses. Well, and that's that's well, the thing is, because remember, they said that they gave him $300 cash to come up. But then after the fact, he tried to take receipts to get yeah. reimbursed for the money yeah, that they already gave him. That is that's yeah. crazy right there. I mean, there, there's got to be some underlying issue as to why. Unfortunately, I hate to say, and I, some of us older guys, you know, don't feed into it as much, but I see a lot of people that have watched way too much Sons of Anarchy, way too much of the Devil's Ride <laughs> show, and they think that, oh, well, I've got a patch on my back and I'm this big badass dude. Something tells me that if they found out these kind of things were going on, that some of those people down there probably would have either somebody at some point would have probably hit his wife at a minimum. Mm-hmm. But these other guys are what kept a lot of and, and my question is is how much do they not tell us that they have kept this chapter out of hot water because of what Chris has done? Yeah. You know or his they wife. said or his wife. I mean, they said they're, you know, they said some things, but they still said that he did things wrong. They didn't go and bash him and call him names and everything else, you know, and it looked bad in the public. You know, they got back from a chapter that was nothing to something, uh, you know, but I, I'm still I'm being unbiased for now, waiting yeah. on Chris's comments, because I have I have a lot of questions that I have to that I know I ask. And it's probably the same ones you guys have. Um. You know the money, the control yeah. the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver. Kind of, yeah. It's gonna be hard I, questions. Yeah, and and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna answer Shane uh, Buss's question about about Chris. And even if they had the elections, and which we know that he would have. I mean, if they go back and have elections now, Chris would probably be voted out. And to have him still stay in the club, that I mean, it's not gonna sit well. First of all with him and and then those if it if conduct is going to be in the same manner that that was done before and whether he's the president the president's wife or what or not um these uh members the the guys that have, have the club in the best interest in mind would won't tolerate having their presence there so I wouldn't say it's just a reprimand for a year. I said, you know what? You can't be a Green Knight anymore. Well, he's here's, gonna... here's a big kicker. Okay. If you look, she's an associate. Okay. So that means she doesn't ride. She rides on the back. She doesn't own her own bike, which in a lot of chapters, that's the difference between a full member and associate. Correct. If we remove him, the problem goes with him and that being her. She's gone. That's right. And, yeah. and so, I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, could, could, is, is an option. Not necessarily because we haven't questioned her, but as far as 
potential actions on the backside. If we take care of him, we might take care of her. Now, be prepared because it's going to be slammed all over Facebook and everything else. Of um, course. You know, yeah. and it's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when that's announced, we have to have somebody there that is strong enough to stand up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. They did some wrong things. It's been taken care of. Please don't lump us in with them. Well, As it stands, if we don't, if they don't change the vet thing for this chapter, you have Scott Randall, Charles Brower, and Mark Gore, but Mark Gore has been at college for three years and not there. So you you effectively go to three people. What about Angie? I mean, not Angie. Um, who was it that was running for the P? They, they were going to... April? April, yes. Yeah. April yeah. is one that uh, retired her colors as well. Okay. She retired her colors because of what happened at the... Then, Meeting. Yes. At the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The but she was running for. She, she was going for the P. She was going for all three. Yeah. Well, all three. Yes. But. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing is though she she resigned, you know, or she retired her colors along with David Shu. I mean, you. They have two other people here that are, uh, you know, Terry Beasley and Kim Beasley. Um, their names have never come up come up on this. The only ones are Mark Gore, but it says he's been in college in Jacksonville, so he's really not there. Um, Scotty Randall, who's the current VP, and then you have yeah. the two husband and wife combos, and this other guy, Charles Brower, who hasn't, well, obviously why his name hasn't come up, his nickname's Silent Bob. Um, <laughs> obviously why he wouldn't be speaking up for anything. Um, so, I mean, effectively you leave this club with like three people if the vet thing doesn't change. And effectively, like, who was it? I think it was both Chuck and Bob said that one person killed a chapter. And who was that one person? Chris. That's what he said. He said Chris effectively, let me get his exact words. My hand was cramping, but I've got him here. Yeah. Um, yeah, he um, said that. Yeah. It was because he felt that he was going to be ousted. Well, that was, I know Bob, he's ousted, but he was mm-hmm. going to not be the president anymore, so <clears throat> he knew about it. Something to bring up, that benefit ride that they did, we need to ask Chris if which, he went to that. Which one? The, the one that, that, the one that, that young they man? went to. Yeah, the one they went to after they were removed from the club. Oh. And those other people still showed up. It was supposed to be a green night function, remember? Yes. And if he didn't show up, that says a hell of a lot that, you know. He wasn't representing the... I mean, I can understand if everybody else showed up that he just kicked out, but... I mean, they're the ones who put it together. He probably didn't have all the information.
Yeah, that's a good question to ask. See, that gives you a little bit of an idea if he still has the club well, in the best interest. And the other thing is going to be from what um, Brian said. Brian said that after this is all done, he's planning on giving it up. Uh-oh. No matter what. Chris yeah. had already told that to Brian. So, so Brian, could this be Brian, a, he's the only one really left. Yeah, I mean, Brian, and then you got Scott, um, you know, and like Scott said, he was called, told, and bailed out. I just... So, we're going to subpoena Chris and have him (laughs) tell us that he gave the order, code red. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let, we'll let, you know, we'll go the same way that we've done. I mean, there's going to be some other questions that we no, have, I to, know. Yeah. have to ask, but it, it's going to be the same. You know, we have to be cautious. Yeah. Some of the questions that we ask, um, you know, now granted he's going to know some of the questions are, were said by other people because I'm sure everybody knows who they've interviewed. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they're not they're not not talking. I mean, you heard uh Brandy in the background of Brian's yesterday. I didn't bring it up to call it out, yep. but you heard her the whole time in the background and if Chris's wife is the way that everybody says, I'm pretty damn sure that we are going to have her in the background yelling and screaming. Which if that's the case, then it just solidifies everybody else's comments about her. Yes. Uh, I mean, am I wrong in that thinking? Oh, yeah. Now, um, no. So, <clears throat> going back through these as well, um, the military liaison guy was given that on June 9th in preparation for Chris to be deployed. So, June 9th is when they set up that military liaison um so they can keep the communications on base. Yes. Now this is, and what both Bob and Chuck brought up was about they were under the impression that everything went through the base, especially Bob, as far as you know Terry being, you know the the legal guy on base and and going back and forth with those kind of things. You know that sounds like some people were at least trying to become a PO on the installation. Well, at least I mean, they thought it was happening. I mean, well, I, all I, the I mean, thought it was already done. Yeah, I mean, even that, that's the thing is, even when Brian was asked about it, he thought it was still going through. If, i got to reread my notes, but I thought that's what he said. I could be wrong. No, you're right. But, so, you know, a lot of people are under the impression that this, a lot of people are under the impression that they were going by theirs. Where I have the hard thing is, at what point, and it all goes back to if you take out the money and everything else, at what point did the membership not follow the bylaws that they had in front of them? And at what time were they informed that they were now under you know, international bylaws, which sounds like it was only told to specific people, which I don't know. And we never did get a copy of the the old bylaws. No, we never got a copy of the signed ones. We just got the ones that were sent to us. Yeah. Um, which, 
you know, they had that edit by Chris, but that could have just been by him saving it and sending it to us. Um, would Would International have a copy of that, or? Um, no, nothing ever got sent. No, but the it, it's not in the, the box file. Huh? Yeah, it probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have won. They probably wouldn't have had it. I mean, I don't even know when International started keeping the bylaws for all the chapters. They've got about twenty or twenty-five in the in the box file. What was supposed to have happened, okay, was when you set up your chapter and get everything going, um, you take the generic bylaws that are on the Dropbox. You take those, you develop yours off of those. Well, because of all this, that was just discovered that, wait a minute, the generic bylaws, which are pretty much the old international bylaws where stuff has just been removed for people to just fill in the blank, mm -hmm. doesn't have the veteran information. Have you guys reviewed that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the sample that's in the new chapter folder on the Dropbox is... 90% of what every chapter is using for the bylaws. Okay. There, 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 are some, there are some little uh, tweaks here and there, but if you look at the bylaws that are in the, the chapter bylaws that are in the folder from Dropbox, you'll see that that's the basis for almost every, every one of them. Now, are, is in that set, does it discuss anything about veterans? And let me I will have to go back and I will have to go back and reread that. I highly suggest you do. Now I've got to find it. There it is. Since you're asking me a loaded question, what one is it? <laughs> hey, I Save wouldn't time. be a, a I wouldn't be a mentor if I gave you the answer. I just got to find it on the thing. That's the hard thing. Um, no, it, it's way different than what the international bylaws are now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I knew mean, that. Just do this. Do you have it? It's on uh, electronic, right, on your computer? I'm trying to get to it right now. Okay. I, I have the Facebook page up, and I'm trying to look at the – find it. God, these things are horrible, Lee. Yeah. Okay, let me just go to the Green Knights. There we go. If I remember my password. Come on, son of a bitch, I don't remember my password. I'll have to find it tomorrow. Before we have fun. I highly recommend that the four of you review that generic set of bylaws that is on the Dropbox that yeah, are using. I've read it. I don't have it with me right now, but yeah, I've read it. I know I have a copy in uh, our paperwork 
and I think there's a copy on the CD that that uh, Smitty handed to us. So, general bylaws. Woohoo! Got it. The date is 2009. Uh huh. So this is actually prior to. This is what we did at 64. These were the bylaws we based 64s off of back in the day. Okay. And then the new ones came yeah. out that are new at 12, but never got published till 15. Anyways. Do a word search for percentage or veterans. Hold on, hold on. Those, those bylaws are outdated. They're, they're not current. They're, not, they're no good. But if that's what is available to our chapters to use to set up their bylaws? Yeah, I mean, that's the sample they're given. And that's why they all look so, very similar. Okay, it doesn't show okay. up. You happy? It doesn't show up. The word veteran doesn't show up. Oh, it doesn't? No. Damn it. Uh, I, I, the first was night we got together, you know, we brought that up to, to Adam and uh, Colt that it doesn't match internationals at all. The only thing Colt uh-huh. said about that was it's supposed to take internationals and then supplement to it in that bylaw to still use internationals, which that's not very clear either. So that's what Colt said that night. And it, everything in here still says GKMC. Um, really? Yeah, no figure. So what you're telling me is we, international, are supplying chapters who want to stand up because this is part of the chapter package to help boost stand up your your club, are providing them with something that is, one, outdated, two, where the information is changed and is not updated with that, and three, we're setting them up for failure. Hey, but you know what? No uh, disagreement. Colt, Colt, I agree. But Colt had sent a copy. Did you guys get that one where it does say it's got a highlight, and he, he even pointed it out that you know active member veteran members should be at least ten to one. Did you guys? Yeah. Okay. I'm. But here, I'm, I'm the international bylaws, the, the current. So. I'm on the international bylaws right now. Okay, so Purpose, that's where he. The purpose is replacement for the Green Knights national bylaws in accordance with the authority DODI 50-55-4, service branch-specific instructions, regulations, state, local laws, UCMJ, da 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 Further guidance will be defined within additional policy letters, memos for record, and policy directives. Update policy responsibilities and procedures for administering the international Green Knights bylaws and ensuring their compliance. That is A. So that is just addressing international, not individual mm-hmm. chapters. Establish policy and define pertinent information pertaining to all members of the club. Applicability of the Constitution applies to all members within Green Knights MMC organization to include honorary members and those applying to applying to join them to join the organization. So it does cover all people. So this is if I read these first two lines. If every chapter is not following these 100%, then they're wrong. That's what the first two lines say. Okay. But here, here's my question. What percentage of chapters, because it says all that down here, 
approved these bylaws. The international, the current ones? The current international. Because these were dated April 1st, 2012 is when they were dated. And I can tell you that I I don't remember ever being questioned or asked whether or not I agree on these as a chapter president. Sorry, just throwing that out there. Yeah. So uh, what is your concern there? Well, the concern being is if the bylaws say that we have to have a you know, the, the majority, the quorum, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, was it followed for these bylaws? I can tell you this. When Adam was sending out the, like, the monthly or quarterly emails, mm-hmm. it was in there. Hey, attaches for all of your review, please supply. He did not get a whole lot of response back to that. Mm-hmm. All right? But it still goes back to the point that I'm trying to make here. When we have a chapter who stands up, or when we get the, the top three and now the top four of a chapter, so we can send those emails to, which includes the address to the Dropbox, and in that Dropbox, where you go into forming a chapter, if it has that 2009 dummy bylaw set, are we setting up our chapters for failure? Yes. Mm-hmm. I said that the first day. Exactly. But now we're actually seeing it firsthand because they even said they saw a, a discrepancy. So Chris had it him and whoever in legal draft up to get it so that they could sign it so that they can send it up to international. We don't know if that ever happened. What needs to happen there is, Chris, do you recall holding this with so-and-so where you had everybody come and sign? Did you ever send these up to international? Do you have proof? Because that is a question at hand. Now, can we get a copy of those? Because you need a copy of that as to, does that, if we lay that one next to the dummy set, does it look similar? And if it looks similar, and then all of a sudden comes, oh, a couple days before election day, it changes to, oh, shit, these don't match. Let's use international, and that gets rid of all of my opposers. When did you become aware of the international change? And why didn't you bring it up to your chapter? And at that point, yes, we at the international level are here to help guide. Not I, I do not feel that we should dictate. We guide. We mentor. We lead by example. We do the things that we're supposed to do of what we expect our chapters to do. Me as a member's advocate, I'm going to advocate for anybody that I feel, okay, you are a green knight. Tell me why you should be 
stay a Green Knight. What is the issue? How can I help you? Tell me. Explain to me. And I'm going to do whatever I can. I go back to an old, old, uh, the term, crusty old master sergeant who said, if you're wrong, as long as you can prove to me why you did what you did to think you were right, I will fight 100% for you. But if you were wrong and knew you were wrong, I'm going to take every piece of ass that got chewed out of mine out of yours. Okay. So I, Let's, uh, I'm, hey, Bulldog. I, yeah. Hey, that, that email you sent that came from Brian, did everybody see that? that uh, I sent um, it to everybody. Huh? I sent it to everybody. Okay. I'm, I'm asking, did everybody see that? Shane, did you see that by any chance? Which one? I. This was sent from Bulldog on Tuesday, November 10th at 9.32 p.m. This was forwarded from Brian. Uh, November 10, 1940, uh, at 946 to... Oh, it, the, to, Facebook, uh, the Facebook yes. Messenger? Yeah. Yes. You're going back to that crusty old master sergeant that... Well, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, well, uh, now... <laughs> it, it, the first and I'm not going line. in defense of Chris either. I'm just stating no. what... What the is first there? line, the first line says, "I would pull all copies of those bylaws." I would. Mm-hmm. That's not dictating him to do it. True. True. Um, do the cancel and put up a paperwork plan? Yes, please. Fine. You have a small kitty. Fine, but you're collecting funds on a re- but if you're collecting funds on a regular basis, you need the ten as a minimum. Five hundred one saves federal tax allows you to collect donations. Let me know if there's anything else I can do. So, uh, from what I'm reading here. Apparently, nothing was said to Adam about the money. Yeah. No, he. I mean, he did what he did, but I'm just saying if yeah. everybody had seen that that uh, correspondence there. I did, and here, okay. here's here's my view on this. I have four kids. I, as a kid, did it my damn self. Mom, can I have that? No, Shane, you cannot. Dad, Mom said to ask you, can I have that? Now, none of the rest of us ever seen that. <laughs> no, not at all. So, I'm not saying Chris did this. Hey, Adam, after doing, it was brought to my attention that our bylaws are kind of jacked up. Would you mind reviewing it? Oh yeah, this this is garbage. You need it does not follow suit with what you're supposed to be doing. Because Shane, you said it yourself. The way that the 2012 is written, it says what every chapter is supposed to do what follow these bylaws. Okay, so he is just tailing, going with what's out there, saying no, yours do not follow what the international says. You need to change them. You need to redact. You need to do whatever you got to do to pull all these back. He may not have had all the pieces of the puzzle that there were some money issues. He may not have understood uh, whether or not it's a veteran or a 
a veteran non-retired or a veteran retired being a part of the chapter, who is a valued knight? And I'm going to use that term, a valued knight. Because it sounds, from some of the testimony that we heard tonight, we have some valued members that were dismissed. Oh, those patches no, were removed. The, the, the reason, you know, from what I've seen of this chapter, the reason that Bob and Chuck, you know, were, were brought into those positions by the membership is they're really the core of that chapter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no... Just see how everybody treats them, acts around them, asks them questions. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, I haven't met all the numbers down there by any means, but about half. And just seeing how they interact, I mean, Bob and Chuck are the core of that chapter. Okay. Shane, this is a question for you. I already yep. know it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. Go ahead. Chapter sixty-four. Have they yep. always been quote Green Knights? No, they have not. What was their name before? They were the American Patriots, just like Chapter sixty-three prior to. Okay. Who was? Who made up those individuals? What do you mean? Who made up? Who were the members of veterans? Oh, they, yeah, oh, they really? were veterans, retirees from the installation. Yeah. So, a petition was done to become part of the Green Knights. Mm-hmm. Would that have ever happened if they knew that they would have been losing some membership because they didn't meet the criteria? No, and that's that's one of the problems that we had going forward because we we dictated down so much of requirements for full members that it, it we killed ourselves inadvertently um, because we did try to go with and our basis was if if a person has a DoDID card or mm-hmm. retirement dependent card they were full members everybody else would be associates. Um, you know, and then it came into the whole thing of, in order to be a full voting member, you had to have your own motorcycle or ride. Um, and then, of course, people threw that in other people's face because their wife had back surgery and couldn't ride a motorcycle, her own motorcycle anymore, so she got a sidecar, and it, it just went down. I'm just, I'm trying to take that because, I mean, I know that a lot of people held a very high respect for for some people down there, and, and I did too because that was somebody that mentored me. Mm-hmm. But if you read the way the by, and that's the thing is, we took our bylaws. We didn't take international bylaws. And actually, we took our bylaws and we applied international bylaws as well because at the time, international bylaws did not cover all other chapters, it only covered international officers or how international was to be run. If I'm not mistaken, it was after this that they added in all chapters because when it came to the suspension of Pete, Adam told us that he had to refer to international bylaws because he technically was not a 
elected international officer. He was an appointed officer, but that appointment also came on the requirement of him still maintaining membership in a local chapter. Uh huh. So we had actually used both bylaws in that case, and I know while it wasn't a a prime example, we offered a suspension and when you cut your patch into 20 little squares and hand it back to me or back to our sergeant arms, that kind of tells me that you don't want to fill out the suspension. Um, it, it's just, I'm seeing a lot of similarities. Of, I mean, let's be honest, the whole thing with chapter 64 and Pete started because of his wife. It sounds like a lot of things here with Chris started because his wife opened her mouth and run roughshod over him. I mean, I'll be blunt with you guys about it. That's what started the whole thing with Pete. You know, was his wife saying that another member in the chapter did things to her. So, and heck, if you listen to the everybody said everything today, sounds like Chris's wife didn't have to, you know, even attempt. She just had to say it. You know, that's enough to start any kind of problem. And you heard everybody say about the drama. You know, even Brian kept saying, we try to stay out of the drama. We try to stay out of the drama. Well, if that's the first thing you're coming out with, then that tells me there's a shit ton of drama. I'm just kind of confused because are we too for this? I have both bylaws here. What one do we follow for this? Because if the members joined and everything they did were governed off the bylaws of Chapter 81, that's what, they, that's what we should be using because it wasn't up until two days prior that you throw this on. Now, I did like Brian's you know, comment was instead of going down the road it should have, it should have stopped. Hey, guys, we got to work some things out. We're not going to have an election and we're just going to pause and hold till we get better guidance. The uh-huh. fact that that wasn't thought up or as an option going into this shows me that the comments about him just wanting that pea patch weighed more than anything else. And, you know, you even heard it from Bob tonight. His wife run roughshod over everybody because he was the president's wife, and we just let her go as showing him that respect. Oh, yeah. I mean... <clears throat> yeah, when the sergeant-at-arms cannot take control, or uh, because not that he can't, but... Uh, some Sometimes it's easier not to fight that battle. battle yeah, and that's what he was doing? <clears throat> you know, I mean, it, it says a lot to me, though. You have a guy that kept bringing up. I didn't put the correlation between Dom's 30 days and her 30 days together. My question is, is what happened that came up about those two where Dom was willing to leave his own house to let them show up and be part of that barbecue? What happened between Chris's wife and Dom that caused both of them to take a 30-day break at the same time? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty big argument. I mean, well, I mean, look at it. Some, Obviously, well, Dom, Dom, just knowing Dom's personality, I mean, being in Chapter Thirty Two, he's um, if you do something stupid, he's going to tell you you did something stupid. You know, he, he he's a pretty blunt, good guy, but he's pretty blunt and he, he calls like he sees it. And so she's doing some of the things that have been described to us. I could see him having that type of conversation with her and it turning bad. But, you know, that, that's – no. I don't know that, but that's just – Well, but no, I mean, that's something that's actually pretty close to the truth because the first time we heard about two people taking the 30 days was from Dave. Right. And then the 30 days got brought up about Angie by Angie because of – Chris's wife in the vote coming back, you know, before that 30 days was up. Oh, yeah. She felt like, what was up? Yeah. So we're getting the story. And then Brian had even said about them, her taking a 30-day break. So we know there's a 30-day break. We know that Dom also took a 30-day break at that point in time to step away. But yet Dom offered, from what we heard, was Dom offered to leave his own house so that those two could come and there wouldn't be any tensions. That shows a lot right there. And the Uh, thing is, those are the people that left. And those are the people that left, that got kicked out, were the people that did that kind of thing. And that's that's where I'm having a a very hard time, I mean, weighing on this. Now, let's go back to the very first meeting that we had with Colt and Adam. What were you charged with? Finding what really happened. Find out what happened and produce the best way forward. And if that is granting a grandfather clause, to those members that were removed as a best interest, and that's what we do. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're on track. And that go and that goes back to my, you know, about what bylaws are we following to govern this? I mean, if and that's what you know. Look at it in in the aspect of you were just elected as a president of a chapter. Based on the membership of that chapter that you've been in, what bylaws are you knowledgeable of? The ones from that chapter. So which ones should you go off of? The The ones that they they were all under the impression of. Okay, because that's how they were leading the chapter, correct? Yeah, I mean, they, they were following, all the elections were taking place as per they, the bylaws, the people were members as per their bylaws stated, you know, the appointing of the three people to the committees, all that kind of stuff was all stated in there. I mean, the meeting minute notes and all that, it all said in the bylaws everything that we've been told in their bylaws. Okay. And based on the interviews that have been conducted, no matter which side that the interviews are on, 
were the members following those bylaws per what they knew of and doing in the best interest of those bylaws under the term Green Knight? Hey, MacGyver, do you ever speak in uh, full sentences instead of questions? In my job, I'm EO, <laughs> so everything is a question for somebody else yeah. to answer. <laughs> exactly. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you're right. You know, the people that did this, and <clears throat> here's where I look at it. Until we hear Chris's side, we don't do anything. From what we've said, though, from what has been said, whether we look at 81 or go off the international, did the actions that Chris took follow with both of those or just one of those? And in fact, if you look at it, his actions he took didn't fall under either one of those. Because if you say you're following international bylaws, there's a whole clause about how to remove, and it also states chapter officers, how they are to be removed from the chapter. There is nothing in here that I've seen about erroneous joining and how to handle that. Unless, please correct me if I'm wrong, unless it does say something about a, you know, somebody who joined under false pretenses. And that, honest to God, that's where it comes back to the application. Which somebody has which they don't even use that exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I think you got to look at at you know Chris's actions. Uh, were they reasonable? You know, for the situation, and I, I don't think they were. No, I, if I'm reading, I, Adam, I think you, it was way overreach. If you read Adam's email or the text messages back and forth. Adam says, should, would, there is not this. It Anytime relating to that, you know, international bylaws should be removed from the club and colors returned. Should. Maybe one or two can go in as associate, maybe one honorary would not push it further than that. Everything knows is should. We see nothing, though, after Adam asks him, you know, it sucks, are they good people and friends? We see everything that Chris said, you know, sounds like a good plan. Good, just print out the initial bylaws and they cannot go against that. I mean, that's really one side. That's why we've got to ask Adam, you know, the questions that we got to ask. And I, now, Shane, here's a question that I have for you. If we are if we are asking Adam as a person being interviewed with this, how can he rule on this? And that is why Craig is there. And there is an individual who there is an unnamed person, okay? Mm-hmm. that has been contacted as an outside eye and voice because of this possibility. Okay. Fair enough. Be- because that comes back down to 
we're asking you, the four of you, to do something that bringing good minds, good creativity uh, in asking questions and trying to get to the bottom of this. Because think about it. Adam, you, you, you've heard it. Adam has been in communication with Chris. Mm-hmm. Conflict okay. of interest. Okay, you said it. Craig is the person who does what? He do, deals with the trademark stuff and designs patches and all this. And so he's got the a lot new of chapters. Inter- yep, and interaction there. Okay. So of the top three, Tom Green only gets involved when Tom Green has to get involved. Okay. Me, I advocate for, if you're wearing a patch, I'm going to advocate for you. Because you're, at one point in time, your chapter said you were good enough. Now, if there's some personal issues, uh, this person slept with my wife or my wife slept with, guess what? How about this? Take your cuts off. The two of you go in the backyard, duke it out. And then let the wife decide who who she wants to be with for the rest of the time, but don't bring that crap into your into this. It doesn't belong. All right. I I am not going to point out any chapters. <clears throat> Smart ass. But when you have the international president who, within weeks or days of what has happened is involved, and he may not understand how involved he was. How does that sound to that person that you're interviewing when they keep hearing, Adam told Chris to do this? Mm -hmm. Adam told Chris to do this. Adam told Chris to do this. By the way, international is going to be the ones that are going to weigh in on our recommendations. How would you feel as a member who got kicked out knowing that one of those top three is who told Chris to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll quit saying that in the meetings. Well, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just saying on the, on the ass end of it all, that's something you, you have to be cognizant of, but that's why... I made a recommendation. We need to have an outside ear if it gets to the point where, one, Adam is named or there becomes a conflict of interest in the decision. Because, again, my job is to do what? Advocate for my members. And how can I allow that to happen if there may be some tainted views at certain levels? Good call. But, but are you saying somebody completely outside of the Green Knights? No. Just somebody not. with the Green Knights, but who does not hold an international seat. Okay. But right. has held an officer position. So it's they just understand. Unbiased. Unbiased. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Got it. Well, to somebody with this green knight, I mean. You no, know, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to bring 
to bring somebody who has never been to Green Knight into it, that's not doing my folks justice either. No. Sorry, you're in my grumpy time. Yeah, me too. I got to get to bed. (laughs) Get get a good rest for tomorrow. It's going to be a long one. And and we are on at what time? It's uh, 5.30 our time tomorrow for you and me, Wizard. So it's 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 our time? Yep. Okay. I won't be on that one, guys. Um... Thing, yeah. If you can figure out how I'm getting the recording, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, um, what I'm going to do is I can send you guys um, the link to log in, and you can go in and listen to it, but it's only going to get one of you in at a time. Sure. Um, so it's just to log in and then listen to it, because if I publish it for everybody to listen to it, then other people can listen to it. It makes and it I've, public. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.